Radio. Welcome back. This is Yasha Levine here, and uh, my co-host Evgenia is just across the table from me here in uh, our Los Angeles studio. Uh, and today we have a kind of a cool episode, I think, uh, uh, for you because uh, we're going to talk about a great um, letter that you wrote a couple of weeks ago. Is uh, it like a letter? But yeah, I guess it's a dispatch. Well, it's a newsletter. Dispatch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't call them posts here. We call them letters because we're, we're um, it's a, this is a Substack community. We have our own <clears throat> terminology. We're a newsletter. It's a newsletter business. It we're sounds new- way more respectable than like a blogger yes, with a post. It's, we're in a newsletter business. And okay. so we, we send letters out. <laughs> that's what people pay for. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you had a great uh, and just an amazing uh, little letter that's... Uh, I touched on a lot of uh, things that don't really get talked about. You know, uh, I mean, you, uh, you're <clears throat> you're nine months pregnant with with our daughter now, right? So, which is it's nine months and how many weeks? Well, remember I discovered actually that it's uh, the whole nine month pregnancy is a lie. It's at least like nine and a half. Um, so now it's. 37 weeks, so more than nine months. Wow. Nine months is 36. So this is insane. I, I, so there's like the, yeah, so there's an, a conspiracy to convince women that actually it only takes nine months to carry a child to term, but in fact it's a, up to ten basically. It's up to ten, and sometimes <laughs> even longer. Yeah. Why is it nine months? Have you? I, I have no clue. Because I know you remember. I remember you looking into it, trying to figure I out don't why. Know, I, I tweeted once about it. No one really cares. Yeah. No one really was sympathetic. Really, like, yeah. Some woman probably responded, "Yeah, it's true. She figured out that once she was pregnant." But then, <laughs> I don't know. People usually don't make There's it. There's like you know, movies called like nine mo- nine months, and yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's totally it's no, totally it's, dis- it's like it's basically pro pregnancy disinformation, right? Basically, they, yeah, because they want to like hide the, the the horrors of how long you actually have to, have to carry a child. Yeah. Oh yeah, because because nine months is like almost half a year you know, can like it almost like it's not a full year but like 10 months is like a year it's like you can't and really and then once you're pregnant you discover everyone talks about fourth trimester what the fourth i thought fourth, there was only three yeah, yeah three. there are three no 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 but they refer like three <laughs> months of postpartum once Wait. you have the child out yeah they refer to it as a fourth trimester because the reality of it, it seems like you're still pretty fucked up so gotcha <laughs> Which is also no one talks about it when they say nine months. The hangover, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So you had this great, uh, you had you had this great letter uh, that's uh, kind of riffing on you know your own experiences as being pregnant and kind of understanding what the whole process is about and also how the experience has actually brought you a lot more closer to and if you deepened your appreciation for uh, David Cronenberg's films and because he gets so much of his. He gets so much of this stuff right in his movies, and a lot of his movies are based essentially or inspired by, um, bio, like the biological mechanics of of, of of human reproduction by the by the process of birth and, and everything that comes you know associated with it. So I don't know. You want to like, you want to well, say a few words about that? I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's not like I need to rehash. I think no, yeah. writing is more concise than just like chit chatting about it, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I was just to reiterate. <laughs> few points I made I think people sort of appreciated is that yeah it was an incredibly popular post people really a letter excuse me uh excuse me yes it's not a post um people really liked it um so I I I feel like there's a demand for this kind of yeah so basically I was uh, definitely very surprised to find out I mean rather late actually in life about like the kind of the physical aspect of reproduction and once you look into the all the components 
yeah um of the physical process you realize that uh yeah david cronenberg's like not okay not all the films but a big chunk of his um yeah of his movies are very much in tune in tune with that and inspired by it and it's not like he's hiding so I'm not, I wasn't trying to somehow out him mm-hmm. <laughs> as some kind of appropriate or anything like that it's more about I guess me realizing quite late because David from what I know has like at least two or three children yeah. so I think he is a very um, he's he's like seeing the process of, of, of pregnancy and birth yeah so he's, I ma- it makes yes sense. I imagine so it makes sense so I don't think there's anything weird about it yeah um, at all um, and I guess the only weird thing I would assume not that many men are into or is curious finding out yeah. yeah about curiosity not that they're not into it they're probably into their offsprings but are not that as curious about the process and the kind of the details yeah man details like I guess that. there's I mean in, in a horror genre generally I mean I can't even remember I've, I've watched so many well alien and all yeah, that yeah but right? I watched so many horrible crappy B and C level horror movies you know it's like demon baby you know it's a, it's like a recurring thing. it's such it's a totally cliche what are there many like b films because i i, it, I you watch it so exists much. i mean because you know it's like you're getting inseminated by like some some oh, demon. Right. demon seed yes i, demon I didn't seed. mention it yeah. but because I, I thought wow that's cheap i watched it no but there's there's like there's like variations of that um so and but it's just it's super very superficial it's just like something inside you and like i guess the usually of course it's men who are making these movies and writing them um, directing them like, but so, so, you know, they obviously I'm not, I'd be men see pregnant women and it is, a, it is a weird, it, you know, as a, like, as a kind of an outsider looking at a pregnancy, it's kind of freaky. Cause you do see this, you do see this life slowly growing inside and, you know, and, and like changing your wife or your girlfriend or whoever, your partner, you know, and like making them into something like different. Tra- yeah, not just physically, yeah. Not, tra- not like in terms of like yeah. weight metamorphosis. But it is when you're seeing this person being changed by this thing and, and this kind of thi- this thing that's growing inside taking over. Right, and yeah. even psychologically, potentially might be even stealing her from you or something like that. Exactly, because you know... Because you're not the most maybe yeah. important person anymore. No, no, and in fact, we we have this really... Um, a friend of ours gave us this really mainstream uh, book for, for dads um, that, like, you know, tries to... He's trying to explain, you know... Um, you know how to what, like what to expect during a pregnancy and how to handle yourself and like and there's an explicit chapter or a section that deals with you know basically trying to tell men like don't worry it's like yes like you might feel like jealousy to the baby like to the unborn baby because she's like n- not like focusing on you that much she's focusing on herself and the baby but it's like it's natural don't be upset like understand that this is like like no it's sort of not, soothing right it's you're supposed not, you're to not, be you're, like no one's forgetting about you <laughs> you matter <laughs> no, it's <laughs> so it, it definitely so you, it makes sense that there's you know this kind of freaky thing that's happening, but Cronenberg, you know, when you pointed this out, I never thought about. It. I, I, you know, I've watched most of his films Search multiple Trump, times. But like everything yeah. you're describing, I don't know. You might not remember all the titles from B or C movies. I know you, you watch weird horror stuff late at night. Yes, you don't remember all the titles, but usually I think how I would like describe generally this this type of whatever art is the man i mean sort of simply very simplistic thinking they're kind of othering the thing yeah. yes, yes they're clearly part of it yeah especially it's there. if they're you know usually it's there and i guess a bunch of fathers i can look into the names i bet a lot of guys who write it their fathers probably of course. so why the hell are they othering that so much yes oh a demon yeah they're like a monster yeah like look in the mirror yeah like who, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway so Cronberg doesn't do that and that's kind of unique yeah no, exactly. It's like the 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 the, the kind of the the parasite, 
and the parasitical force and the parasitical uh, entities that take us over uh, and take women over yeah. are like not something that comes from outer space. It's not something that comes from some kind of, uh, you know, fourth dimension demon, but it's very closely tied to our, to our, um, to our cell, to, to us. Yeah. And, uh, no, ex- oh, cause that I watched a bunch of his films, multiple, you know, <laughs> many times, but I never real I never like only when you started talking about this, even before you wrote the, wrote the piece and, you know, you talk, we talked about it. I never really even like, you know, how I am also completely alienated from the, the process of, of re- the reproductive process, you know, I'm a th- you know, 40 and, uh, I, it never, like, a, uh, it never occurred to me that how much of his films are really, uh, inspired by reproduction. <laughs> uh, it's like the, it's such a great, it's such a great way of looking at his work because it explains a lot. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of surprising, right? That a man really, like, I mean, the way I felt it as a preg- very pregnant woman, he really gets it. And um, women don't. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be some sort of, um, what do you call it? They call it usual internalized misogyny or something. Yeah. That, um, you know, when you, as a woman, you like praise men and say that women are like good for nothing. I don't think that. No. But I, I don't know why somehow, I don't know anything by pretty much even um, in writing. I don't know. Not, I mean, obviously I might be missing on something, book or anything like that by a woman, especially imaginative. I guess yeah. there's something procedural stuff, but I'm talking about imaginative like novels and movies that um, get even close to this. Yeah, no. So it's, I don't know anything. The only thing I was thinking about, I obviously didn't mention for the sake of the argument, um, I'm an artist who go there even if in a more kind of, not savant way, but like more almost like abstract, I would say Louise Bourgeois. Yeah, no, what's the what's the example of, of his... Louise Bourgeois, well, she, she was so kind of prolific in many ways. And oh, she had, yes, the, the, uh, the, 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 the sculptor. She's a sculptor, yes, but also yes, a painter. Yeah. And, yes, of course. And, a, and a, I guess a craftswoman, because I think she was pretty like um, active across different media. We saw, right, like it um, when we were up in... Um, yeah, Beacon. Yeah, in there Beacon. There's a few there of a her sculptures, of sculptures. And the yeah, famous yeah. one, she has a spider, and the spider is supposedly the mom. Mm, uh, gotcha. It's sort of like a protective, but also not clear, like <laughs> ambiguous force. Uh, anyway, but she also has a cool series that uh, that I very much relate to, and I liked it even before when I f- first saw it, I don't know how many years ago. I think... Um, Women houses, yeah. Because I definitely feel like more of a house than a woman now. Interesting, yeah. Because you, because you feel you, you are, a, you are. I'm a, literally a house. So, but yeah. and she, she has it in a kind of pretty play. I don't know if people take it seriously, but I think it's very um, astute. Yeah. Um, she has this. Um, I think maybe both drawings, but definitely kind of weird, suit up, somewhat fucked up kind of constructions. Yeah. Uh, that are houses, but they're kind of, I think, have some limbs too, mm. but they're mostly houses in the middle. I think so you showed me a couple of those, yeah. The, the way she does it is not neither rosy or sentimental or cutesy. Yeah. It's pretty bloody. <laughs> There's literally sometimes like, I don't know, blood around her, like baby mother topics or little paintings or weird like ripped up dolls. Like it's not, it's not always kind of pretty yeah which i think is again very Cronenbergian and very right yeah it's sort of <laughs> i mean come on i think people understand that the physical aspect of that is definitely cannot be covered up by some kind of some kind of magic powder yeah no it's interesting i mean because because like i guess in in our society 
you know, like there's other things that are kind of that are hidden. So like uh, the, the uh, so birth when people is is uh, sentimentalized and, and 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 given this kind of it's all rosy, it's all happy. It's from movies, right? And, and, and movies, but then but then like you know, and and essentially the the. Um, I mean, there's like you know, or like there'll be like some kind of uh, romantic comedies or something where there'll be like a scene in a, in a in a you know in a hospital where during a birth and there'll be like you know the man passes out you know or something like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's all sort of comic, but it's it, but like the the kind of the 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 what you call it, like procreation horror, the kind of the body the the mechanics of it, which is that you're um, essentially infected with a foreign with a foreign body you know but that's my form but also so, like i think i'm interested i don't again i don't know if kronberg covers it but it, it's how i think of it it's a bit of infection but also it's your own bifurcation yes it's especially bifurc- if it's first and no one talk it's like little bifurcation yes you're you're yeah you're, you you're, start to split you start to split and it's like uh, but also but you're and but you're it, like you know we're because of, of you know um Modern medicine and modern science, we are, you know, women are able to control this a lot more now, right? With with um, with various um, um, contraceptives and things like that. But but like you know, back in the day, like you wouldn't, you don't necessarily have even a choice in this. I mean, you basically it just happens, right? Naturally. And so you, you, there's little. There used to be a little, a lot less choice in. in no you know. choice. You you pretty much yeah. either a spinster. Now I understand yeah. it better, which I think in character, like when I read Jane Austen, yeah. I can relate to this spinster mentality, I swear. But yeah. it just didn't happen to me and I, whatever, like, I'm happy. do it, yeah. Yeah, I get the spinster. Or you, ha- or you go through this. Yeah. That's it. I think, or you, you by chance are barren yeah, and course. you might be not a spinster. But that's about it. That's yeah. your options. Spinster. Baron. So, so what I was trying to say is that like yeah. you, you're infected with it. So it's like you, yes, it's you, but it's also like not voluntary it, or it's semi-voluntary. But then once it happens, you're like the process kind of takes over yeah. and you have no real power over it. And yeah, and you're, and you're this basically bio incubator totally. uh, for a, a kind of a, a, an imperfect copy of yourself, essentially a slightly modified, a slightly copy. modified might be better yeah. but you also don't know might yeah. be worse <laughs> and one that might kill you on the way out yes yeah and that's somehow completely overshadowed in our culture not even so, like, so there's like the, the the kind of the 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 horror not the horror but like the kind of the gr- there's a there's the a ir- gruesome aspect there, there's a gruesome aspect and an eeriness and a kind of a, a, a horror quality to it right which is but it's like in our society it's 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 this is somewhat suppressed uh, and if you look in in our culture, in in TV, is in movies, and things like that, it's never really explored. And so only only Cronenberg is probably like the only director that actually explores that. But like you know, there's another thing that gets like hidden. I guess is just like deaths. Death is not really dead bodies, or you know, you're long, you're like you immediately. It's like you don't really see death around you. Oh, not even death, even old age, old, old right? Age, you get put into a hospital, yeah. into a special, into a special house for them. So both birth and 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 death are um, kind of hidden from view, hidden from view. Definitely, and so it's only natural yeah. that we don't even kind of yeah. look at it. And I guess this is what. I mean, the whole arguments, especially of a certain class, about like the weird like singularity. I don't know. I don't want to go into whole gender stuff, mm-hmm. but this whole blurry line now between genders and all—that's yeah. th- very. 
I very much understand it because if you hide the, yes. <laughs> the physicality of birth, the physicality like of real aging and dying, yes. then what remains is sort of like very malleable. You can and cut also things. like and, and then you start to play around with like you know, with what the, you have, right? Also with what you have and like the, this ability to pretend like you're not aging, right? So like you do the plastic surgery, you do growth hormone, you do all this stuff to like yeah. pretend like you can just remain in like this kind of prime state for, for, for forever yeah right um that you can pretend like yeah that we are ultimately malleable and so but when you get when you are suddenly become pregnant and like and your body just starts to just do it's do this incredible thing that it does it just sort of starts to transform in this pretty incredible way um you know just being watching it um you do realize how like I mean, the singularity is definitely bullshit. Yeah. I mean, come on. No, because how, <laughs> how embodied we are and how, yeah. 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 There are a lot of places in the world where things are way more dangerous and um, like birth related and at the same time way more natural, yeah. both seeing the, di- the death well, and I think, the birth know, I mean, that. I mean, even I think in my own family, you know, in the Soviet Union, my, my mom, you know, like... You know, they they had a much more. I mean, like Russia is still like that. Yeah, yeah not like just they had, had a much right? more sort of na- kind of like natural or whatever. Uh, uh, like had it had its own kind of momentum, and you, you don't stop it. So like you, you, my parents got married. You know, they immediately had uh, my brother, um, and they you know, and they 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 lived in the same apartment as with with my mo- my mom's parents with my grandparents which and is so, rather common yes and so we had and then i was born you know although they tried not what they didn't want to have a kid they actually uh i was actually a mistake because for some reason the contraception didn't work um they it kept me but so like but then so the the the, the kind of the the the, ch- the children and the life coming coming in coming into this world and like the kind of the older generation that's sort of leaving this world they're uh, together. They were together under one roof, and it, and there, it was you know, natural, and it wasn't hidden. But definitely in in this kind of middle upper middle class Western um, experience, like these things are kind of, are, are kept totally separate from each other, and people um, and people prefer it that way. Yeah, and you you have these very specific yeah you have these very specific stages of your of your life where. First, you're you know you you go, you go to college you know and then you bec- you develop your career you don't have a family and then when you once you've developed your career then it's like you've it's time for you to go move into the next stage of now you are ready for a reproduction no then then you also like need some years of uh, kind of fun while you're successful or something while like you're that. doing your career Bo- yeah. yeah both both you're, genders. Ha- you're working hard and playing hard and then and once then, you yes and once you once you've established <laughs> yourself and once you're over the hill yes you're ready to procreate now you're like now you're like past you know way past your 30s um and like past 30 and then like coming close to 40 now suddenly you're ready to procreate it's a totally inverted um totally inverted schedule right which because it's like your fertility is going down yeah very um, bizarre and you're <laughs> and your suddenly, sperm is not even also like i mean i know no one talks about it but it's also yeah, not the fastest the, or yeah, whatever may, well yeah just they're just defective they're it's more worse for women of course anyone about speed i think it's more about like they're just there can be defective they can have like be. they have like g- g- genetic defects and all this stuff the, yeah. the most famous one i know that one of the things that men definitely contribute to aging men are like the autism yeah, so there's and, a, there's and a correlation. Kind of there's a correlation between mm-hmm. the the age of the, of the father and and uh, and different psychological like whatever they refer ADHD, autism, and all all the spectrum stuff, which 
I don't know. Yeah, because you're. You, you I know. think I might be on the spectrum. My dad was 53, so yeah, when I was born. I have like whatever. I have ADHD and dyslexia and whatever you want to call these things. You know, I'm, my parents are fairly young, 30. You know. That's true. Well, I don't know. But anyway, it, it's we can't like take this stuff just our own personal experience because. But anyway, but yeah, it's so reversed here. It's so bizarre, right? And I know it's funny. It's considered. Um, I was thinking about it. I mean, I've been living here for basically almost a decade. So, and even before that, I was definitely very much imbued with with the. You know, you grew up in Moscow in the yeah. '90s. You you watch American movies. I think I talked about it a lot and you kind of very much inside this kind of Western culture, especially, I guess, in certain circles in mm -hmm. Moscow. So I was definitely imbued already with this values to begin with. But now thinking about it, it's truly bizarre segmentation. Yeah. That I guess that's what you refer as. I don't even like this terms. What do you call it? Like liberal feminism. Yeah. And it's supposed to be liberating for yeah. women. The fact Which that is, you could do it and that's accepted. But you society. mean like just waiting until you have starting the segmentation? Yeah. yeah. That you like wait for a while. No one pushing you, you into anything. You develop yourself. You self-realize. Find who you are. Yeah. What are the ter like? There are certain like almost cliches I can use. You have to figure out who you are first. Then once you figure out who you are and what are you doing. Yeah. And probably. You have to get rather professional in what you're doing. Then you might be ready to find some person that finally will match yeah. who you've become. Mm -hmm. So you can't find anyone before you've become someone you want to become. But how the hell do you even know what you've become? Yeah, and then and then and then once you're once you become what you were meant to become, then you set set out on a journey to find a proper mate who will match you. Who you. you've become. And then once you've done that, and now you're like, and this is like happening in the age of like, you know. 30s. In the 30s when you're, and so, and you, but you also have like now suddenly a clock, right, ticking because oh, yeah. you don't have like a, a decade or two to, uh, to find someone. You have like actually. Fast. Yeah, you got a, you got a couple of years. And if you don't find someone in those couple of years, you might start, you have to free, start freezing, you can, freezing your eggs. before your eggs, or you look into IVF, which is fine, which whatever. Once, that's once you already found a mate, then you start having, you, you start realizing that you might have problems. Yeah. So then you start having to go out and like, use these kind of very high-tech high solutions to be able to, to actually procreate. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, they usually do work they for work, majority yeah. of people, so and that's fine, and you know, and that's yeah. where you see, and I start seeing that now when I'm pregnant, those kind of like not super useful moms with twins, and yeah. you're like, oh, this is IVF, this is IVF, this is IVF. Well, that works, so, yeah. and it's happy, I guess. And this is uh, what's sold as basically liberation. And, you know, as a, I mean, first of all, Russian woman, but also as just like the person who just came of age. I don't have to be, I guess, Russian to realize that, I, I, you know, a lot of people probably can catch up to this. I think it is such like a scammy, um, I don't even know, like kind of uh, ultimately pretty um, malicious way of, I don't even know, like a system or way of uh, life. Organizing way society. Of thinking, right? Yeah, organizing society or like a It's like a new culture, right? Because it yes. didn't exist 70 years ago. And it, this is something that was looked at as a, um, what do you call it? It's a liberatory society where women aren't forced into into yes. being just like mothers at an early age and having... And sitting at home and on And sitting value. at home and being def defined only by the fact that they're just, you know, baby machines yeah, or something like I, that. Yeah, and I totally understand the kind of negative, negative aspect of that. It's not what I'm propagating. But what they created here, it's... Um, it's this neoliberal kind of uh, model where uh, everyone has to go out and like, because it's all about work. Provide for themselves. 
themselves. Yes, it's yeah. all about yeah. You have to you have to get a job and you have to develop, put yourself on a comfortable uh, and a steady footing professionally yeah. before you can do anything else. Fine, and a lot of people are into that, and I kind of I guess I'm into kind of having some independence too. No one propagating here for again for the suburban housewife existence on Valium, but the truth, at least in America, it seems like in Europe it's different, especially in certain European countries. Yeah. Here, the the most like devious, I would say, almost thing that while you're doing all that at some point you realize unless you're like a lucky like I don't know almost like a few percent of the population here you realize that it's actually not enough and you still as a somewhat independent woman in your 30s very rarely can afford with all your even job and whatever it is insurance that you work for obviously a lot of hours a week can't afford to have a child let's say so you actually in the end you actually still need a husband to provide for you so what? So you need you not just provide for you, but also an add for for your family. Yes, yeah, so you need you need two incomes. And then actually for maybe the first few years depends yes. on how. Yeah. You, of course, you can run back to work, which is a bit hard. But generally, you, you need a man who makes probably even more than you, even yes. for you as a professional woman, not as some kind of yeah. like a housewife or gold digger or anything, because otherwise it's almost unfeasible to do yeah, it. Because it's so, very expensive. Yeah. Yes, because it's very expensive, and there's. Um, there's no socialized kind of yeah, childcare in America, to, yeah. so so th- this was never created. It yeah. somehow was not fought for. It was not, I guess, considered liberatory, which yeah. is the first thing I would think about coming from Soviet Union that you yeah. would have actually those facilities. So in the end, it's all very scammy. Even if you follow and honest about all these pursuits and like having yeah. this career, and then you just, you still basically need this kind of. You know, I, I know it's not patriarchal, but you need this unit. Yeah. And you need a mate. You, yeah, it's, it's, very it, few people cannot very, not have yeah, it. Unless you make a lot of money, uh, it's very difficult to be a single mo- single mother. Impossible. Yeah. And just because you you need nannies, you need to pay for, you know, preschool, you know, yeah. kindergarten, all that stuff. And so, and that's very expensive. Yeah. And so, you, unless you have, like, support from your family, you need, like... You still need a husband. So, <laughs> what kind of bullish is that? Yeah. No, I get you. So, it's like the... Liber- <laughs> that's so, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the... So, the idea is that, like, yes, women are liberated now so they can have their own careers they can develop they can self-realize they can become who they were meant to become yeah, in the marketing be- sector be- yeah, before before exactly before like they're not defined just by their reproductive organs yeah and um, their beauty yeah, which is good I guess and so but then like in the end when you go through all the steps and you develop your professional career and you do it and when you're ready to have kids at a, at a moment when actually like it's actually becoming increasingly hard to ha- have children because you're getting older and your fertility is going down and it actually might cost now even more money to get pregnant you still find out that you really still need like a partner uh who hope, hopefully makes more money than you in order to actually in order to actually have a a family yeah. and have a child yeah. yeah and so because there's no support like at all there's no so- social support no. at all there's i mean let me ask you this so like okay so when you uh, when you became pregnant you know and like and as the, even before you were pregnant you like thought about a lot of these things about like the kind of the the the, the really uh, Kind of the the the, the in, this inverse like really cruel in a way culture where in 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 I mean in America but also I mean I guess it's the same thing in Europe where um, you know women are like when it's the easiest to get pregnant and to have a child it's like you don't actually have children at that moment you know mm-hmm. and you wait until it's like becomes extremely difficult to have children or more difficult to get, and then that's when you start to have children like does I mean you know, I know you're thinking a lot about the politics of and like the kind of the social implications of 
of what it means to you know procreate in, in our no, society. No, I was definitely thinking, but part of it because um, I, I I feel like I'm a pretty normal woman. I don't think of myself as a biological species. As a woman is special. Yeah. Whatever I have like individuality on top of it that I can think about. But as a woman, I definitely had like um, I don't know. Do women hide this? I guess some women maybe really don't have it or they lie. There's something that like maybe in your mid twenties. Mm-hmm. It, it only starts in the mid twenties. Truly, like there's like certain moments of kind of almost um i don't know it's like mind body split yeah mind wise you're not into it you're not like looking for a mate to get pregnant but body wise i think you're very much like there are moments what does it feel like like does it like is it um <laughs> i don't know how cronberg would show it it's almost because he likes doing it's parasitical thing it's a bit rabbit it's like a, a, a like a weird pang of parasite in you and you like look around and you like you like want some red meat basically yeah you like have a boyfriend or I would imagine if you don't, you might be looking like, oh, that's a good procreation material. But you're not thinking it like that. You're not, but you're like, oh. On a subconscious yeah, level. Yeah, like, this is good genetic material right there. <laughs> I'm going to grab so you're, it. Like, basically, what, when you're in, when, in, at a certain moment. But moments, moments, because I think there's a cycle, right? Of course, yeah. So Month at a certain moment, like the, the, the baby drive, like procreation drive kicks in. Yeah, and then I bet, especially in the, if you're kind of like a more intellectualized kind of creature first of all you don't even allow it fully into your conscious yeah like, like definitely the way kind of i am or it, especially here in the west when also there are no conditions for that yeah and you're like a sane person even if you allow you like you basically obviously don't act on that because yeah. it's insane yeah you know considered insane so you know what, what do you mean you don't act on it but you, like you, you're not gonna just get knocked up at 25 just because you had like a moment but the, no because the culture tells you it's not the right the, time yeah that's what i mean yeah. so you're not gonna because you're up. like i have to finish my like i need to master's degree I, it's not right i like I, if i have a child now i can't like i won't I, I, you fear like you will get yeah, okay the yeah. master's but and or a lot you'll of be, things are true you don't have the insurance you'll be passed up for promotion at your work and things yeah, like that or, yeah or something yeah. like you you just don't have the resources yeah and the culture also tells you it's not time, even if you, even if in theory you could do it at that moment. Like yeah, even if you have a boyfriend or something. Yeah. But then, but then you know, it's not just women. Men are like that. Yes. They're also not ready. And here, people yeah. usually date people their age. Yeah. You know, which is uh, not everywhere is as kind of rigid like that. Like they're all yeah. age brackets, so they're all on the same page, not ready. Yeah. But anyway, but I was definitely. So outside of those like almost Cronenberg and rabbit mm-hmm. moments, I was just thinking about it, not in terms of myself, but just looking around and thinking how weird are all these women in New York or LA, basically where I lived throughout my 20s, all these women, not super youthful, cradling dogs. Yeah. And it's something so like silly, almost banal to mention, but no one really does. And it happens on a like large scale. I don't know. I would say... <laughs> I don't know what's the percentage. Yeah. It's hard for me. Eighty percent of women above thirty who do not have children cradle dogs. Yes. At least in the neighborhoods we live. It's my experience. I don't want to generalize. I mean, and men too. Men Actually, too. Obviously, probably fewer men, but quite quite many, quite many. No, yeah. The cradling like weird creatures that are kind of furry and they're not children. Yeah. So I think. That's how I almost had a weird kind of way in yeah. thinking about this because they clearly want to like take care of some kind of small thing. Yeah. Well, and, let me, cause, cause yeah. what's interesting is like, okay, because obviously. So that's what I was thinking about before, even years yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what and, the hell is this? Because there's a baby replacement. Yeah. And, and again, just to, to finish the thought because that would make more sense. You know, coming from Moscow, sure, it's like a, you know, a capital, a metropolitan city. People are, you know, uh, all my friends are like pretty much, I would say, closer to liberal feminist, educated 
educated, provide for themselves. But people have kids earlier and they do not cradle dogs in their 30s. Yeah. And often actually, okay, not often, but happens. Definitely know those cases. I call it pre-marriage baby. Yeah. If you knocked up at 20, chances are you can keep the baby still have your life because you know you have uh, first of all there's socialized childcare there then grandparents are way more involved there's like a lot of reasons but there is socialized childcare and then you have your life and your work and you might get married in your 30s or and then you whatever. Have, yeah. because there's a and big you have another baby that is more <laughs> proper. No, I mean, there's a big, in, in Russia, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually... Uh, the you, col- know, you know women like that, right? Yeah, I mean, the culture, I think the culture of... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of like fucked up things about Russian culture, but like in terms of their approach to just procreation and having children, it's it's uh, it seems a lot healthier in the sense that like... First of all, there's like the social scaffolding that exists to support it, not only like state-funded uh, uh, kindergartens and preschool and stuff like that, but also culturally, um, like y- your parents, you know, uh, uh, are a lot more willing and actually, you know, uh, it's, it's almost expected of them and, and, and they expect to do it. Of, of taking on the burden of, of helping you raise children. When you even say the burden, that's a very Western concept. Because exactly. I know... It's uh, not a burden. It's, it's just the thing that... Yeah, yeah they yeah. don't see it exactly. as a burden. I mean, it's like they... It's not... It's like that's just what... That you, gives you, them joy. Yeah, you... They want to do it, but like even if they aren't like, you know, waiting for it, it's like just... It's an expect, It's an expected function of a parent to help raise their grandchild. Yeah. And, and sometimes if women have Too children young. early... Like they just like completely offload the child and the grandma and then have their kind of like they go to school, they start work and then they kind of and then of course they're and then they take the child back fully. Yeah, and, and it's, so, it might be not ideal, but not ideal, but 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 it's but it's also but like what it what it does is it doesn't like totally delay the the bio, you know, the, the, the the procreation point like mm-hmm. to like into your almost 40s you know so like so there, it's, it's it's maybe not like super healthy from for di- for different reasons but it's but they're having children when it's like they're mo- mostly. I guess, you know, Fertile. But yeah, biologically like primed. Yeah, to, but, to have but what it, you're yeah. describing, because it's not I'm saying everyone have those like children at 20. Yeah. If, even the kind of the more proper, whatever, liberal feminist type of thing, you get your education, you get a master's, you have a job, blah, blah. blah. But you still have them in your, I don't know, okay, late 20s, maybe? Yeah. Like everyone. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I remember, look, because we, so we moved, we moved to New York um, to, for, you know, so you can get your MFA at mm-hmm. Hunter College. And I remember, like, you being kind of like a big part of, look, this is like the first time you went to an American university. I mean, you, you know, you were educated in Moscow. So, uh, as an undergrad, like so, you, so and suddenly you were in a, an American university in, a, in a, an MFA program. So you know you're with uh, people that were older, um, in their thirties. Yeah, um, a lot of them were in their thirties. And I remember, you know, you're always coming home and kind of like shocked by, well, not shocked, but just like surprised by, you know, like how, like alone. So the people in the program were how lonely everyone was, mm-hmm. and how like like they're defer and they're, everyone sort of the fact that even being sort of married in that program. Like we were married, yeah. and you were like the only married person essentially in the program, or like one of the few. Another like Brazilian girl. Yes. Yeah, so like no, so the, oh, yeah. So the only married people were Foreign, foreigners, yeah. and so we're talking about people in their in their thirties, uh, and so like the idea, and you actually kind of almost like 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 looked down on as like uh, it wasn't like I don't think it was explicit. You were telling me this, but there was like a sense of like. Well, I was a cisgender white woman who has a husband. Yeah. I mean, that was like the lowest on the totem pole. Yeah, like it's you're like some kind of, tra- you're like some trad wife. But that's just generally, I want to say that generally academia, not just my MFA program. It's There's true. like uh, the, the totem pole of those identities, this type of identity I had yeah. is, you know, legitimately <laughs> No, but I, what, I, what, I, what I want to say is that you were, you, you were sort of surprised by like just how, how like, 
and everyone is like kind of lonely and it, it was clear that like the, it, everyone started deferring this, their like family life because it's not like people wanted to be alone. No, but they were just trying to establish themselves as, what do they call it, artists, educators, yeah. documentarians. So they're trying to build a professional career. Yeah, uh, which is legitimate goal. And, and like, and so, and meanwhile, you know, they were like, you know, totally, in, in the, the, the drive to have a child and to the drive to have a family, it's not like it disappeared, it was just sort of no. like, it was transported onto like little animals. Yeah, most of them pets, had little animals. Pets, and so they were, so they were all had baby replacement, and so but like that was something that you couldn't. It was like a taboo thing. Like you couldn't really, like it's like you it was, definitely can make fun of it. Like the way I would do, not like openly, but like you know, I take pictures. You sort of supposed not to notice because it. yeah, I mean this, that's when you became fascinated. I mean, and you actually have a, an amazing collection of um, <laughs> photographs from all over New York. Um, of kind of like of a, of a certain segment of society, you know, yeah, professional kind of uh, class in New York striving in, in their 30s or whatever, 20s. Um, and like, they're just, everyone's like, just holds, walks around with their, with their little dogs as if Comfort they were, animal, as yeah. if they were ch- ch- their children. Um, yeah. And so they were allowed to have that. And so I remember that, like you were, it was a, it was a constant theme and I mean, you weren't laughing at them and, because it's just stupid to laugh. I mean, you were, it was, it was, it's a com it's comic visually, but actually when you look down a little bit deeper, it's actually fucked up. I mean, they're, it's, it's almost like, sad, yeah. because it's, um, and it's not their fault no. that it's sad. It's like it's, the structure of society is like basically, um, like, in, inverts human um, like the human it, it's it's a, it's as if there's like no human development there's that there's actually no um, no cycle to to like our lives you know as yeah. if life is sort of like flat but there is you know especially with the reproductive cycle you know it's there's a there's a I mean there's a clear you know time limit uh, and a clear moment you know when you yeah. when you have when you can have children and when and so it's like they're being kind of almost like put the way that society is structured, they're being forced to like push it back, push it back, push it back, and you can clearly see that they're suffering. You know, they're not like happy about no. it. And but you can't talk about that. They're not even fully aware. Say, oh, I think it's repressed, is what no, you get. This. That's it's like, what I mean. Like I think it's a lot of it is repressed. They, I don't think they're fully it's aware. It's denial. Yeah, there's yeah, a denial. And, and one of the things, um, you know, and historically. I, again, I'm not some kind of like crazy pro baby person or some no. baby factory. I think it's totally fine to be, first of all, aware of this like general timeline yeah. and be pretty sure. I don't know how can you be sure, but let's say you decide somehow you, that you're not going to do it. You're not into yeah. it. But then it's fine because you're like honestly realizing this whole like spectrum of your choices, yeah. which are you know, time-wise are limited. But I think a lot of what we're talking about is not about like actually being honest or realizing or like looking at it like straight. Mm-hmm. It, it's, as you say, very repressed. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of dark and it's sad. It's denial that there is an actual like that... that, that that's, that's a choice you're making. That's a choice you're making and that like... You're basically choosing not to. I mean, you know, like if yeah. you actually like if you, if you look at it, it's interesting because if you look at it from like I don't know a capital, if you try to like analyze sort of the the capitalist model, you know, it's it's kind of interesting uh, how it like plays into American society, which is that you, like, okay, so you deny like the fact that there is like a you make women push back their sort of re- reproduction and make them useful for capitalist yeah, like so they're production. like work, 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 and then but and then when they're finally you they're sort of ready to to have children. Um, a woman is ready to have children, you know, they might start having problems uh, because their, you know, their fertility is not... No, uh, sure, yeah. And so, like, now you have all these fertility clinics and all this stuff. Which well, actually makes so much money. Yeah, and, and so, it, like, it actually fuels. So there's, oh, we have a problem that the society is creating because it's, it's, like, it's not incentivizing women to actually... And giving women resources to have children when they want to have children. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably earlier. Yeah. Um, 
not everyone obviously but like yeah. but so you're forcing everyone to go into the very like last little that's like, a good point i mean obviously what you're saying is like almost sounds like some kind of as if <laughs> capitalist conspiracy but there's something to that and then you offer them pretty expensive technological solutions that frequently do work that's a, the problems yeah. that society created yeah. yeah i mean how the hell <laughs> and it's, and it's <laughs> extremely stressful i have known women by all means that are not old let's say even actually through my mfa program would be like 35 yeah going through the site IVF cycling it's miserable it's miserable it's, ex- it's super you know? expensive it's super stressful yeah. and it's like taking out all the joy and spontaneity out of actually having a child really weird yeah. because it's like one thing that you know when we when we oh the consumer choice right yeah like when we you know when we had when we found out that you were pregnant you know um, like it was such a weird thing to me because we didn't fully plan it you know it's not like we're like we're gonna have a baby now we're gonna we're gonna we're, no. no so but like and so it was strange to me I mean, I, it's, I, I was as like, as, I don't know, as a, as a guy, like I never was like, oh, I need to have children. It wasn't a thing <laughs> for me as a, as like a goal. I was not, I'm not, a, I like I like children and I, but it wasn't like, I just figured that it was probably going to happen at some point. So like why, um, Russia, but like, so the idea, I just, it would, I, it would be hard for me to imagine having to go through these fertility treatments because it takes, it takes the, the it would take the joy out of, you know, not knowing what's going to happen and like it happening and being kind of surprised and, and, and kind of scared by it and like figuring out, you know, um, are you going to, you know, are you going to like go through with it and, you know, yeah. talking about it and all this stuff, but like doing this kind of very serious sitting down, you know, pumping, you know, semen out of yourself into a cup that then they like, you know, do some kind Manufacture. of magic, ma- ma- magic to it, you know, give it some like juice probably give it some steroids or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how fertility treatments work, to be honest. I mean, they just inject, they j- usually just inject it into, directly into the egg. I right? think so, right, right. Um, and so, like, so it becomes, yeah, it becomes, like, again, like a very consumer-oriented thing rather than something that is sort of natural and, and kind of part of life. And, you know, like, when you're kind of ready to have children, you just go off birth control and you just have children, Right. Yeah. Um, rather than it becomes this laborious, again, really expensive, really stressful thing that, and like, and like a cyborg kind of situation where. From what I understand, those treatments, to be fair, are getting more affordable. So I, I see what you mean. It's and it's points again to the normalization of this stuff, yeah. where it's happening so often that it's. Um, that like again, you're turning a child again into some kind of consumer choice that you make. Yeah, and, and then I, you actually can't really do anything. It's like, oh, oh, you're ready to have a child. It's like, well, it's then you need to go to a special center, and at that center, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like by driving driving a car and then getting a license, and you know, it's like it's not a natural thing anymore. By the way, I don't even know what does IVF stands for. In in, 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 in vitro, vitro fertilization. That's right. Sounds like straight from Philip K. Dick, doesn't yeah. it? Totally. Test to baby is the derogatory Speaking term. Speaking of, of movies, I think Gattaca was not a bad film. Yes. Right? But but the truth is, and it's still like, what, 2021 now, they still don't know how to do it. One of the things that I would kind of almost, I wouldn't be jealous, but I was thinking of women who go through that, if they can choose um, like the best uh, what do you call it? Like <laughs> genetic material you, for the embryo yeah. versus me being just knocked up and kind of like relying on the random yeah. uh, occurrence of I don't know potential gen- genetic diseases. Then it's at least like whoa, that's like something that doesn't exist. I, I actually asked around those embryos they create the tested yeah. babies. Yeah, they can check them for for genetic mutations. They can really see if there's something really bad. But other than that, 
you just it's, get the normal it's, one. It's just that, look, they're just in, they're they're fertilizing it inst- instead of it happening in the womb. Yeah, yeah, but they also check for like if there's some abnormalities yeah. and they create a few embryos. You can choose, but you still don't get I'll what Gattaca does. I'll tell you this though: the whole Gattaca thing. I'll, I'll tell you at least like uh, there's a pro- I I don't know if I'd go for it because I'll tell you this like okay you think, that doesn't oh, yeah. exist. Well, first of all, let's say if it existed, I don't know if I'd go for it because it's like because then you're responsible for all the mistakes. Imagine you're like, oh yeah, I'll get this perfect baby. And then you create this fucking monster, you know, like a serial killer, you know, perfect, you know, freak, basically a fucking monster or like some kind of loser or some kind of just, you know, like uh, it, it turns out because, you know, the genetic material goes only so far, you know, it's, uh, there's, it's like, we don't really have like, what does it mean to make a good human being? You know, it's like, it's pretty tough. I don't yeah. know. But like, if, and if, 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 you're, if, you're, if you're like, oh yeah, I'll get like all the best genes, you know, you select them and then it, it still turns out to be like just a monster. Then it's like, who's to blame? You. Because you're the one who chose these things. Whereas now it's like, if you, we, if, 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 if the kids hey, got all these problems, fault. hey, you know, it's just nature. It's all these random mutations, you know, how do I know what's going to pop out of there? It's like. Just that's God, you know, that's the act of God. It's not my fault, right? I didn't anyway, not even my baby. How do I know? I can just disown our daughter. I don't even know who she is. <laughs> clearly, is, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you know, has not, it does not look like anything like me. Sure, and she's like, ADHD, dyslexic. It's like, no, not has mine. A, is, has a bald spot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, she will have it like, initially. Has a, has a beard, like, beard like me, yeah. No, okay. No, no beard. Uh, but anyway, I, I get it. So the, the, the Gattaca thing, it might be not one appealing if you think it through, even if it did exist. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's it's fucked up because I think, um, you know, when you... I mean, eugenics is a weird thing. It's like, what, is it, what does it mean to make a... Uh, what is it... What is it First of all, it's going to be obsessed with appearance. And perfect health. So what's going to happen is you're going to have everyone looking exactly the same. It's like, you know, it's like this thing where, imagine, like, remember, you know, the, a friend from, uh, from South Korea, you know, was telling us how, like, everyone in, in Korea is, like, does the <gasps> same right. exact plastic surgery. And they, like, they model themselves on this one, basically, kind of beauty queen, right? That's and they right, have, yeah. And they, like, it's so weird. You walk into a place and it's like everyone looks exactly the same because there's a standard of beauty and everyone is, like... And everyone is actually trying to like go to that. So imagine walking in, like walking around, and every, everybody's gonna try to look like Brad Pitt, or everyone's gonna try to. It's, no, it's, come it's, on. What Gattaca does only from the gene pool you have. I know that, but you like you can't but, create Brad. But Pitt. I mean, but it, well, but then you're gonna know. But you're gonna do editing. You're gonna edit it. So you're gonna like put genes in there. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. You can edit. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing. And if, if actually, the technology now exists. You know, there's the gene editing. It's gonna happen. It's gonna right, happen. That, ha- that exists. I mean. Not like on a commercial sense, but gene editing now is is, is a thing. There's they want for humans or animals. For, well, for any but anything, for any de- DNA, I mean, they, they won the Nobel Prize for for just recently. Um, um, okay, I'm just ignorant. No, no, but I mean, it's not like you can walk into a a, a fertility clinic yeah, yeah, and being like, yes, I want like to have a kid with a head of a of a pig or something. You know, like <laughs> I want my I want my favorite doggy, you know, cuddles that died to you know like my daughter to have the same kind of features. <laughs> that just, actually is going to be pretty interesting. Like, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I want my offspring be more of a kind of wiener dog type of thing. Yeah, just I want like short little legs, super long body. Because I love my bubble so much. <laughs> Oh no, I, I, it's gonna. It's, <laughs> that's that's pretty dark, right? No, exactly. <laughs> anyway, that that might happen. Who knows? So, um, but he, he, let me ask you this. Okay, I actually, I actually wanted to ask you this because, like, I, you know, it's funny. There's such a weird taboo about this talking about this stuff that I even kind of feel almost like, 
You want, well, are you scared of being cancelled? Well, it's not. I'm scared because I, first of all, it, I'm not. Who's gonna f- cancel me? Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing to cancel me from. Uh, but 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 there is a taboo about it. And I, when I talk about this stuff, when I talk about like you know, a woman's you know, sort of fertility time frame, it's like I I almost sound like I'm some kind of like alt right. Um, you know, in my own head. Just like the the tab the kind of the taboo like sensor you know that's sort of sitting in, in there. Right. Well, just socially, socially. I I don't know. It's I, I mean I'm just being honest here. You know, like just just the, in the way of like because you know you like talk and then you like think about how you sound and what you're saying because mm-hmm. it's not like men like talk. First of all, it's not talked about. Period. I mean I I don't know like I don't really see it being like dis- discussed in in um, in mainstream culture. Um, and when you start talking, especially as a man, about like a woman's choices you know in her reproductive choices it's like and you start actually like it sounds all right when I you sound and you start actually right? saying like saying like passing sort of judgment on our society and the and the way that it forces women into certain kinds of um you know behavior and uh, all this stuff and like it forces them to basically um you know delay if they want to have children to have the delay having children you know until the very end It's, it does sound like some kind of I'm some kind of patriarchal kind of like you know uh, alt right guy that just wants to control what women think. I mean, it's, I have that uh, not just patriarchal, also like outdated and kind of dumb almost. Yeah, right? like what are you talking you're, you're about? Not like, an women can women have choices; they can do whatever they want. Like that's the that's the sort of the but like but they and but, as if you also what what's the term ageist? Is if yeah. you like somehow trying to say like yeah say like oh, the if, a woman, is yeah, if a woman is like in her you know mid thirties or late thirties, it's like somehow she's something wrong with her or like yeah. there's, the, well, there's a problem like with her another you know? thing. America is so hypocritical I guess liberal I just don't like this word yeah liberal American culture you you are really internalizing that and you really feel almost like weird to talk talking about it that way and yet when you look around um, you know it's still the same old shit it's like there's this hypocrisy on this kind of like outer layer but then um, most uh, successful men even in the liberal America eventually have young women who bear them ch- children and they're yes. very fertile age yes. and all that a lot of yada, yada yada i know it's like not as common as another country so you have to But be rather a, <laughs> rather i don't know successful for that you, or yeah, something yeah. like that you have to be yeah you have to be a celebrity or rich yes. when you look at the, i mean basically this is the truth yeah <laughs> so no, what, what, you're are you li- what are you lying about here no no exactly so what you're saying is like my, uh, my own kind of internal <laughs> sensor is telling me like i shouldn't talk this way but then in reality when you, you actually look act around that way yeah, yeah. actually yeah in reality and not just I, yeah, everyone acts that way and yeah. that's just the, yeah. yeah so like so so it's what i mean is like the this kind of culture this weird neoliberal straitjacket that's like that's put on on Yeah. On, on women I think I like and on just and on men too but uh, that where it like denies that there is that there is a, a natural sort of cycle of development you know yeah. in, in 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 people's lives uh, in women's in women's lives and in, in women's reproductive yeah ability. and again specifically you can't talk about it because you sound regressive you sound like an like some kind of dinosaur from my from my perspective it sounds so insane because it this is actually anti-woman in the end yes. i think to to hide this whole and to act all just prissy about about this topics by men and women yeah. is actually doing a disservice because while I, i think it's do it's definitely doing a disservice so it's ultimately i would say it's evil while women can definitely have uh, i don't know career and i don't think women are inferior in any way intellectually or they don't have to be like this specific part of life the procreative part is a bit unfair and um i don't know not the same for <laughs> 
two genders that exist yes. and uh it's men doing, and women have different reproductive cycles it's just yeah, it's and the so reality and it's yeah. doing a disservice to women in the end so i think by pretending like they're exactly like men and they can push back as far as possible and you know what politically what it also does is like it because i mean that's why in a way you know feminism uh is kind of a true feminism and a feminism that actually recognizes the the the, the biological differences and the reproductive differences between men and women and like tries to create a society in which these differences are equalized. A- accommodated. Yeah, accommodated. Not, in yeah. some way. And so right? like that women aren't, uh, you know, uh, basically bound and, and put in this kind of straitjacket by their, by the fact that, by their, by the fact of the reproduction and that it's different than yeah. men. Um, that you need to create like pretty robust um, social services that take care of children. For sure. And that, you know, that aren't, that aren't just available to rich people. And so, and so, um, but like pretending like women, Women's reproduction is just like men. It actually, like, sort of negates that. Like, and also, like, in the end, whatever liberal feminism, yeah, it's it's not feminism at all. No, it's and also there's no, it's not even super <laughs> aggressive and super patriarchal. Actually, yeah, it's, it's not it's, like what do people think? Some conservative people would say, oh, that's like some socialist stuff, and this women liberated. Yeah, there's anti-socialism. What socialism about? There's no, yeah, there's no distribution of society's wealth towards this at yes, all. At all. Yeah. So what kind of like radical liberatory liberatory there's no liberatory I don't know but they use it and they say there's I don't feel it there I mean the stupid word is liberatory liberatory the only liberatory thing that uh, the culture I feel like of America of the last what is it like 50 years created since you could stop being um, like a housewife yeah is that you can be a promiscuous woman yeah and no one looks down on you what it actually created in terms of like the, the, the reality of the cultural change you can you can live alone you can live alone you can be promiscuous uh, as much as a man uh, you, you can, can have work. you can go to work yeah. yeah you can go to work no great you can have a career you can have a professional career yeah, you, can have you your obviously own. don't have to marry just uh, to live just and also to provide not having yourself. children is not looked down upon as like uh, as it used to be right so like you can make the choice of actually to not want to pro- procreate in, at all in certain urban areas it's not it's not looked down like upon. if you live in new york or in la oh, or in san sure, francisco sure, yeah, it's not like everyone's like wait when are you gonna have a baby when are you gonna have a baby no it's not Talk, no, 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 no. So there's like a lot of freedom in that way, but not in, in or in this like major, major way. No, the, the, the yeah, the, it's like papered over completely. Yeah. Um, so socially speaking, it's definitely like, it's basically limiting. Yeah. Like, it's weirdly limiting. But yeah, but one thing I, before I forget, uh, the funny thing, so you say how you feel weird even talking about it here in America, but in Russia, it's obviously such a different culture, doesn't matter, Soviet Union or now, that to a point that, um, you know, there's this term, it's used here as well too, geriatric pregnancy. Mm. So here, uh, now I finally found out, geriatric pregnancy is considered 35 plus, which this is- This is like a medical term. Like literally a medical term, they use it, they're not trying to offend you, but they like uh, run more, <laughs> more, more tests. That's pretty interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't, That's pretty offensive actually, they have to yeah, say. But they, <laughs> but they run more tests on you, and I think insurance even covers that. So in the end, it's probably good that there's some kind of term because it helps you it, because, to have a better experience. Because like you're approaching, you're you're approaching the end of your fertility. But in Russia, so and I've I've known about this. Uh, basically, the similar term, sort of geriatric mother's geriatric pregnancies, applies to a woman who has her first child at 26 plus, wow. not 35. Wow. So. Th- think about even that, which is that's actually totally bullshit. That's like pure. Th- I mean, this is that's patri- patriarchy. <laughs> that's, pa- that's you can say all those terms that are usually thrown patriarchal. It's just not. 
biologically now when I learned a little bit about the cycle, just not true. Interesting. I don't know why that exists. It might be some remnant of, I don't, I'm, I'm not edu- educated enough or read enough about it, but I always known about it and people yeah. usually kind of joke joke about it because yeah. um, even in Soviet, a lot of people do have their first babies sometimes after 26 and they're like, yeah, they're like they're basically geriatric, tra- like they're over geriatric the hill. mothers. Yeah, they're over the hill. Way over the hill. So, so that's like a difference to even begin with. I don't know if they cancel the term now. I definitely existed in Soviet times. Interesting. There's probably it exists now, but if you like go to like a fancy private clinic in Moscow, I bet they don't like yeah. <laughs> tell you that. So your mom was like basically almost like one foot in the grave considered. I don't know. She got me at 38. Uh, one foot in the grave. She's basically a corpse. No, or like almost like pensioner. <laughs> no, that would be considered pensioner practice. Yeah, like yeah. No, for the, it's for the first baby. If you have a second, it's different. I got you. So imagine that. So yeah. and and you know the things are different there and and while we're on the Russia topic, I feel like it's kind of relevant to cover that because I'm kind of trashing America, and as if uh, just the fact that there's socialized childcare that uh, still still sort of exists uh, from the times of Soviet Union, as if it's like so much superior as a culture, it is not. And I wonder how many people know. I even tried, I think, once to share this like pretty great short story um, about experience of a Soviet mother of, uh, of two. Who also uh. works. Uh, I think it was even popular in the West. It definitely translated into English. But in short, there's this phenomenon that referred to as double shift. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all Soviet mothers, despite this like socialized childcare and all this like more communal way of life that we kind of sort of praising. The, the grandparents help and all this. Yeah, and all that. The double shift thing was seems pretty unfair, and yeah. I, and that existed. And I think it's sort of uh, well, I have to de- describe what it is. Basically, the woman who is considered a comrade <laughs> in Soviet Union and uh, has all their responsibility equal, uh, equaled with men completely, completely equal in the man uh, in the workforce. Yeah. Yes, your education works the same hours. I guess I don't know. Did, were they paid the same? I don't know. I, I have to look into Actually, it in terms I don't know, of yeah. you know how they frequently say, "Oh, what is it like?" Only seventy yeah. percent of the men's salary. I don't know. Let's say even if they were paid okay, okay, everyone paid very little. Yes. But let's say they paid uh, the same as men, and they work, and they're like some kind of like engineers. Let's say the same as their they still husband. Come home and they still they come, home. come home and all the house. Yeah, like housework or house and and childcare. Yes. <laughs> e- is on them, and I can't really explain why. Obviously, well, no, they're I'll different relationships. I'll tell you because it's a look. I, I mean, let's just look. I mean, for all like the revolutionary stuff in the 1920s in the Soviet Union, the truth is that Russia is is a very conservative society. I mean, just the mass pop, the, the population. Peasant. It's yeah, it comes out of the peasant. It's very conservative. It's very patriarchal, and so. Men are like, there's just a culture there. I understand that men just don't do this shit. You know, it's like you're not like you're not like. Change, you know, I mean, maybe there's some uh, exceptions, but like in general, like men aren't like cooking, men aren't like cleaning anything in the house. Don't like, take care of children. Men aren't like taking care of the fucking baby. Are you fucking kidding me? So it's like, so it's like the, so all the housework and, and all, it's sort of like the traditional housewife stuff. It still exists and it's still pushed on the woman without the perks, without being paid. And so on top, and on top of that, you're, you know, you're not like a 1950s suburban housewife yeah. where you're just like sitting at home and you do, you know, basically chatting with your girlfriends and like taking a bunch of Valium and speed. 
to just you know to to to, to get to by, deal with boredom. to get by. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> in Soviet Union, you're not bored because you have no time to be bored. So yeah, you, you're like exhausted, but you're not bored because you also get up and go to work in the morning. So, but the, so the question is, but like, uh, but I don't know psychologically. Obviously, there are different families, and you know, yeah. man, it depends on the relationship. It depends on the man. It depends on the. Yeah. I don't know. They're different relationship basically, and women can have very strong character, and a woman and a man can be very adoring, and that that can happen yes. even back then, obviously. But on average, this yeah. is a set. Up. And it was so surprising because it seems like women didn't find those type of partners. It, their men are kind of like sort of useless because by liberal feminism standards, you like okay, you make as much money as I do, get and you kind of useless. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my. But you couldn't because you're yeah. In the Soviet Union, you could. But the Soviet Union, you yeah, it's. I mean, look, just because there's like all the problems with uh, splitting housing, and all, there's a problem with housing. There's a very problem cramped with, quarters. Cramped quarters. There's a, a shortage of a chronic shortage of housing. So if you split up, it, 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 it yeah. it's a problematic and all this stuff. And but there's another element I want to say because okay, yeah. you already brought it up in terms of conservative culture. Yes. Uh, besides the cramped quarters and just like the day-to-day reality of living um, frequently in communal apartments, and it's hard to like whatever to really get a divorce. The truth is also, despite Soviet Union been officially an atheist communist state. Yes. Whatever, questionable what the hell that is. Officially it was that. And uh, women are all equal and comrades. Everyone was expected pretty mu- pretty much outside of a bohemian kind of more more bohemian environment, which I guess yes. like my family a bit more like bohemian. But overall, everyone expected to get married right after university, which is about 21, 20, 22. And I think it was sort of expected you don't even like have sex before marriage but there's something interesting about it yeah. because all those elements i'm describing it's, very, it's yeah. religious uh christian yes uh conservative outlook on life that is kind of makes sense within the church but if you have no church yeah you have um dialectical materialism yeah. what the hell is this <laughs> where does it even come from yeah and and it feels like i think a lot of women i would ask like my mom would just women around definitely felt like whoa you, you, they're not you know back in the day they're not married by 20 like four that's like really bad situation yeah well I mean first of all look, there's a I mean there's like structural forces that force you that, that push you in a direction um, I'm talking about cultural yeah but but they but they but they go together I think like you're getting old yeah I know but also but like where are you living if you're 24 and not married yet? you're living with your parents Ah, uh, that's true. So, so it's like you. So you don't you want to get out of the house? But so like so the, because of the. So my parents were saying that like yeah you you, in fact like my dad you know because uh, he was he's not he wasn't from so he met my mom in 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 like the institute where they were studying, so she was from Leningrad. He's not from Leningrad. He's from a town a hundred kilometers away, you know, called King Yusef. And so, you know, after his like. You know they were dating and stuff, and and then he was remembered. He was like saying, yeah, like he towards as 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 his you know uh, college days are like be, coming to an end. Yeah, he's undergrad. He's like he's like looking around, being like, I need to like get married. I get a, like had to get a wife because I need to Snatch like a wife. yeah, <laughs> I had to get one, grab one, you know, because uh, a I like he he wants to stay in Leningrad, and b like you know then together you can be maybe like apply for positions somewhere else, and like you can like have a um so so and you can get an apartment together, and so. You know, part of why like young people are being forced into marriage right after um, college is because like that's the only way to actually start an independent life. Um, sure. um, at least you know, and and also that's like, true on uh, your own. And it's also stay, impossible, stay in right? like the city that you're living in as a student because you're going to be sent back potentially to your to um, to your or like he was a teacher, so they might have been sta- put, sent to a different city or something right, to teach. Right. But like he wanted to stay in Leningrad anyway. So, 
But the, you're right in, about the culture. The culture is actually extremely conservative. And so the idea, you know, uh, actually t comes up quite a lot. I mean, this is just a bit of a tangent. But the question, and I get asked this or it gets discussed pretty frequently with some people that I know. It's like, when did the Soviet Union start? Like, when did the beginning of the end begin? You know, when did it start? You know, like, I would say like 20s. I mean, I mean, in a way, if you look at right. it, it's like you're creating this, you know, radical utopian society that's against consumerism, that against this bourgeois values and da 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 but against subjugation of women subjugation of women and against this sort of like yeah the 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 kind of this constrained bourgeois family life right definitely was against yeah, and, so, and, and yet suddenly even like you know suddenly the main thing that everyone's worried about is uh what kind of apartment to, you, you can get like making sure that you get the right apartment in the right city um and then like and furniture. of course and then everyone's of course obsessed with you know getting furniture because everything there's a there's like always a you know problem with getting stuff so people are super consumerist always thinking about you know where to buy something where to get something i mean not everyone but the because things are hard to get the mainstream society culture is like that and so but it's but but about the family unit it's sort of like immediately says you must be, make a family you in order to get like housing you get a family then you are given a family bourgeois unit that's only for you and your partner and where you can like start a bourgeois family where you worry about the wallpaper that you're going to get you worry about the kind of couch that you're going to get you're worrying about the kind of tv that you're going to get i mean you're worrying about all these things that's what, that's what you're thinking about and then there's like okay do can we, can we afford a car you know like all the stuff that's most like, people could not couldn't, but like but well, you but you dream of it you dream of it you have a consumerous you, dream you dream of it and so yeah. you, so on the one hand you're supposedly creating this fucking you know utopian amazing world but what you're doing is you're, you're creating a low rent kind of shitty version yeah. of what's existing in the west but but to be fair you said when i just want to return i think like yes. started to disintegrate with, with like 10 years after with stalin basically. yeah and it, what's interesting you could still see those like amazing and really like avant-garde housing yes things i just want to mention that because they were built in the 20s before the kind of yeah. <laughs> the disintegration started which definitely had this utopian kind of new life in mind anti anti-bourgeois family unit yeah which yes. very few people like Actually got to live in and there were a few of them and now they're considered what do you call it, like a cultural heritage they're, constru uh, they're constructivist apartments yeah, yeah but my point is like there are very few of them they're and, considered and very, un very unique and very desirable kind of desirable to, to live in but when yeah. you look at yeah. them not from the perspective of just like i know western people love them because they look cool but you look at them from ideological perspective you think whoa yeah that's someone who was actually thinking about how yeah. to run a new society so they were kind of nice but rather small apartments that didn't have kitchen in them i'm talking yes. about the avant-garde uh, constructivist uh, they didn't have yeah, housing yeah. blocks no no private kitchen inside your little apartment no private bathroom uh, might be not even a bathroom i think it's, right you i mean the, the the building that we visited because i know some of them got like retrofitted with bathrooms now but but there's no kitchen and it's yeah you you share a floor on the floor with the, yeah and right. so this is so you have your private time with your whatever spot with spouse, yeah, you're partner. Like a partner little apartment it's going to be a communal way of eating for sure yes. because there's nothing the, inside yeah. and then there's a communal usually it's like somehow part of it laundry yeah. laundry facilities uh, also communal and uh, i forgot what else like basically you could see just the way it was all built it was supposed to be anti-bourgeois but that ended very quick they were 
basically built only in the 20s and then that was over. No, yeah, I think the, the last year, like 29, when you look at the construction like years and that ended. I don't know. It took me a while to fully realize it. A lot of people, my family not, but a lot of people and uh, your mom has pretty vivid memories of living in a communal communal apartment where uh, it's like would be former aristocratic apartments now given to Soviet <laughs> citizens, Soviet workers, even in the center of Moscow, uh, in, in her case, Leningrad. And there would be big rooms, sure, but it would be a family per room. Yeah. So I don't know, do people realize? So it was like something crazy. What is like a 10-room apartment? Yeah. Overall, there might have been around 40 people living mm-hmm. in that apartment, a family per room. And you would think, interesting. I mean, sure, it's cramped, but it seems like, hmm, there's a chance for a communal kind of like existence. No way. Yeah. Do you want to describe? Because I think it's... Yeah, this no, This is exactly. what's interesting about it. A communal apartment is actually a, a, a bad way of putting it. It's I mean, a myth. Yeah, I mean, you know, in Russian it would be communalka, but it's like, what they mean by communalka is like, you're. it's basically, um, you're just sharing the kitchen and the and the bathroom, but like everything that every family does, like, so you, the rooms are can be very big. I mean, they would be as big as some apartments in New York, like, you know, in terms of just square footage. Yeah, They're big in one so, room. In one, one room. And so, the, so they weren't like, it's not like four people were living in a tiny bedroom. Yeah. Uh, they were like, you know, as big as apartments because these are aristocratic apartments, usually in the center of, uh, historic centers of the t- of towns in Leningrad and Moscow, where these counts and whatever had their giant fucking palatial mansions, mansions yeah. where they could like entertain people and stuff like that. And so, but like what's, what's, they weren't really communal because every family still like acted as this kind of bourgeois family unit where you had everyone, you had your own pots and pans, you had your own like food that if you If you bought. can afford a little fridge probably yeah, inside they, your room, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they could afford it back then. You actually have like uh, boxes that you can like might even lock. Your mom did, I think yeah. there's sometimes you can lock some certain f- Pots yeah. with food. Yeah, like you lock <laughs> you lock the stuff in because you don't want people to steal it because there's like 40 other people living in it. There's one bathroom which is like pretty horrible because it's bad. like you have 40 people lining up in the morning to go to the bathroom. It's fucking nuts, actually. No, that's um, not it. Yeah, uh, but like, but they were communal only because people had to share the facilities. But like, it wasn't communal in spirit in the sense that, or like, or re- the reality of it, which is that you're not sharing food. Like, for instance, I lived in the co-ops in Berkeley. Um, and you know, and it was like an old, uh, like kind of a holdover from the 1960s when it's pretty very radical. You're almost like a communist kind of um, system where you have a centralized office. Um, yeah, everyone has to kind of. It's like a frat, but it's like all communal. You have to work. Everyone has to work five hours a week. Um, it's if, not like a frat because uh, fraternities, from what I understand, have mates. Yes, it's a frat, but like instead of you paying people, you know, kind of slaves to take care of you, mm-hmm. uh, you're actually doing all the work collectively. But like, you know, there we would, there'd be a collective kitchen, you know, that would be stocked collectively. Um, there would be once a, uh, every day, there would be a collective meal cooked for everybody in the house. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a, a real communal house where things are actually communal. People work together. People have responsibilities for cleaning things. Some people have responsibility for cooking, other people cleaning, you know, uh, like managing the trash and all this stuff. But like in the, commu- in the communal Soviet apartment, there was no, there was no, uh, it was only communal within the family unit, and as soon as you ent- exit the family unit, it's there's hostile. No, there's, yeah, it's actually hostile. Right? You're at, you see other people as like, yeah, wanting to steal from you, wanting to like, uh, like you know, prying into your matters. Yeah, where, like yeah. you're always like hiding things. You, know, if you, my mom was always, you know, telling like they were worried that like if they bought some kind of new coat, that like. People would like, you know, like basically try to turn you in and like snitch on you. There's like some, <laughs> and so there's like actually, it wasn't communal. It was, it was uh, suspicious, and there was no um, cooperation between people at all. 
and 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 mostly and mostly you know people were friendly sometimes but like this idea of of, of a communal apartment sounds actually kind of nice because then you can share resources and like work together but it's not like some hippie commune where people are working together it's actually still ideologically it's almost like the opposite yes it's like you have your family and that's the main thing and like you with your family and then you're against all the other like shitty residents of your communal apartment you're fighting for resources actually you're fighting for the resources of the bathroom you're fighting for resources of using the kitchen you're like always afraid that people are going to you know do a raid on your food that they're going to use your pots and pans yeah they're going to damage your you know like whatever your your um china and all this stuff so it's like actually it's a, it's the opposite so the soviet union i bet there's some who knows someone was lucky and their communal apartment was different yeah like with a bit more but that's but, but that's but that's like but that's doesn't matter because the exception only proves proves the rule of that. Like, even though the Soviet Union was talking about this radical new experiment and and create, trying to create a new society, actually what they were creating was a kind of as a a, a version of the old society. Shitty bourgeois. Yeah, values. where everyone is still worried about their own particular little unit, you know. And it's every, actually the 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 most important sort of unit of the of the society is the family. Yeah. It isn't like you know. It isn't. Well, you bit. Li- I, I I like talking about this kind of the the fake element of the communal communalco communal yeah. living, but overall, I don't know if you fully write about this. Like, oh, the most important unit of family. Yeah, definitely. As I say, people are pushed into getting married, and it's kind of weirdly conservative, despite having no religion mm-hmm. attached to it. But I think there was a bit more of a communal feeling overall. Like, but the I friendships mean, but are different. But that's you like know? The, but but the structural forces you into the family unit. It's not like you're like say, hey, yeah, oh. Here's an apartment that's like you're gonna move into it, and your family's no, gonna get no, a room. No. Yeah, you're right. And no. actually, what you're doing is you're you're putting money every every you know week into the pool for groceries, and no, someone no. is responsible for buying groceries. There's another person. I who's cooked. No, it's definitely family. They're not trying to create an actual uh, commune of some kind. No. Uh, where there's sharing and 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 cooperation is encouraged between uh, people who are not in the family. I feel like the only people who followed that and that just kind of naturally happened because there's no way of, of living if you're yeah. like a bit outside of the society, the kind of the more bohemian underground artist community and what you're describing, they actually could live like that yes. because it's not like you're going to be persecuted if no. you get together with your weird friends and you all <laughs> might be almost like unemployed, which is actually hard to be unemployed. Yeah. It's illegal to be unemployed in Soviet Union and you live what kind of like the way you're describing pooling yes. resources and someone buys cigarettes and someone buys some food. When they're young, they do that. Yeah, Younger. I don't know if they do it with kids. Hard to say. But but yeah, but how, how what's the percentage of the society is that? Yeah. No, so I think it's what you just it's feasible to sort of pull I know, but it's like but again it's the, it, but there but but like actually prove again it proves the proves the proves the the rule because they are on the margins of society yeah, they're, they're, and they're rejecting the values of society. And so and so in a way like here you can you have like some anarchist communes that are like taking over some, you know, ab- abandoned building somewhere and like living there. That's not to say like, oh yeah, there's no communes in oh, America. Oh no, they're dropouts. They're dropouts essentially, and which is yeah. what you're talking about too. Which I described, yeah. yeah. And then whatever, it's cool, but they're dropouts. But, 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 but the actual values of society are conservative, they're bourgeois, they're family-oriented. And very consumerist too, to get yes. the and they're family-oriented. The, the most apartment. important unit is the family. Family, family. I mean, it's not like, it's not family, get, people don't get necessarily along uh, with each other, but like that's, the, that's what you're forced into. Yeah, and actually, this is so weird. Yeah, they're definitely... Uh, I don't know, your parents are lucky, but there's so many like unhappy marriages because of that, because they like 
to begin with it's yeah. weird that they get married and then they stay married yes and then that i, I don't praise that element whatever people think Soviet union is very rigid very yes. hard to get out of it based on whatever like your living situation yeah so that's pretty toxic speaking of which what's interesting about the kind of russia today because i think it's actually a curious kind of mm-hmm. there's definitely a split between um i don't know if i could say urban liberal american what's happening even in the center of like russia like moscow yeah. um is that so what we're describing was clearly not a very good deal for women yeah. this double shift that's also like weird like rigid environment yet your comrade who's like 100 employed and yeah. like whatever a lot of things expected for you it feels like Uh, on average, again, there are obviously different cases, but on average, since Soviet Union collapsed, a lot of women sort mm. of kind of ditched the whole double shift thing. Even if they didn't experience, they probably saw their mothers experiencing it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. This depends on the generation. And they embraced the kind of more American 1950s dream. Yeah. Uh, they so don't you, necessarily have a suburban home. It's not exactly the same setup. But you want to have a breadwinner. You want to have a breadwinner. And, and, and your role is to look sexy and like and take it out of the house, yeah. have the children. Yeah. And, and kind and of like take care. You're proud of it and you take care. I mean, if you're richer, you probably have maids, sure. But overall, you <laughs> you stay attractive as long as possible. And you're, it's all about like pleasing the man and like being the kind of uh, being. Yeah, the, but the man has to please you. He has to no, be no. a good provider. No, and so that's there's like yes. a lot of um, there's a reciprocal you know. relationship. Yeah, definitely. Not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is demand that you, the, a man uh, like what kind of man are you if you can't provide. Yeah, no, exactly. There's actually a lot of pressure for me. I definitely would not survive, you know, that kind of pressure there. <laughs> But I kind of understand the average woman. It's like, how many substance strategies you got? <laughs> It's like, tell me, it could come back to me when you're like, you know, multiply that by number 10, you know, <laughs> at least. <laughs> like, uh, like, I want to procreate. It's like, um, maybe. Yeah, well, call me when you, you, you've doubled your subscription base. Yeah. Subscription base. <laughs> I'm going to audit the numbers, you know. You're what, are the, what are the numbers? Let me look. I'm going to uh, have my accountant look, it over, look, look over the. Yeah, and I kind of, it's funny. Like, I know that Western man is somewhat fascinated by this, like, average Russian woman who is like that. But that's because, yeah, they're putting all this kind of work into being the kind of the, the, you're the kind of family. like the Mil- Melania yeah. Melania is like the per- is a perfect example yes, of that yes and I, I don't want to be like Melania exa- Trump I don't yeah. want to exaggerate but Melania Trump is well she's on a very high end of that and all, she's, almost definitely like the top top he winner he provides No, and he provides, provider, but, she, but yeah. she is all, yes. she's also like a very, what do you call this? Like she's a, a yeah, well, high value woman, whatever. Yeah, yeah, she's whatever. A, but, and there, are different, and there are different levels to that, of <laughs> that type of like woman in Russia. But that's generally what you can kind of expect to have. Yeah, yeah and actually there's a, there's kind of like, you know, there's the things where from all over Russia, from the provincial Russia, you have this basically flood of, of young, uh, attractive women coming into the capital and coming into the even regional capitals. Luck, I mean, yeah. Moscow, St. Yeah. Petersburg. But like they're coming into the bigger cities, essentially like looking for that relationship, right? Basically, yeah. yes. Because they know that, and, and that's true, the chance is higher that, that's, because, yeah. that where they're going to find it because that's a financial whatever, like centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, it's a whole, it's like that's just, it's, it's, it's 
It's a very yeah, big part but, of but, but I think Russian when, when I talk about it, because I'm not being like, um, what do you call it? I'm not sneering or anything. No. Because if you look at, in the, at the historical kind of continuum of that, I can understand that. Yeah. Because again, historically, I don't know, I guess they could look at their yeah. mo- mothers because again, they, they probably didn't live through that. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what do you get out You're of it? You're like that? working and cleaning everything. I'd rather, not, I'd rather not work and do all this stuff. Yeah. 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 And again, unless you're driven, you know, how many women, even in the West, I know they have all these like jobs like uh in different corporations but what is it a calling yeah. like al- also i think those women in some ways more honest yeah like, what is it really a calling to like crunch numbers or like you really want to be a marketing person for someone it's amazing yeah that's the most important identity of yours yeah this, this is a bit bizarre and outside of a certain you know i, I don't want to like yeah. i don't want to make it like elevated like like I, I, it's not only just about science or art yeah but, but basically some version of a calling or it can yeah. be anything. It can be like taking care of um, taking care of animals in the zoo. It can be yeah. calling. But unless there is some real calling, that is like more honest. What's happening? There's something really sick, you know, uh, about American culture. Yeah. As a, and as a, just as a kind of as a com- comparison, there's something really sick about, you know, like the ideology, American ideology, neoliberal ideology. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, so you were gonna get your MBA and you're gonna like then go out and get some like soulless what is fucking- What yeah. for well, hedge even, fund? But, but even that is like, what is, just some money, soulless yeah. like mid-level corporate uh, job. Um, and then you're gonna put off your entire kind of life and not even thinking that you're putting it off because you think that like this is this actually, is you. this is who you are, this is what you're like, and you actually don't even would consider yourself, you consider yourself a failure if you didn't like achieve that, like putting yourself off of that and, and, and it, it, it's kind of, it's fucking sickening. And so it's like, what's, I mean, the men have to do that. And like now women have to do that. I mean, once you look at it almost, it's almost like they live a little bit yeah. on some level. And once you open, yeah. take the, putting you, the glasses you put on. the glasses on, you cannot unsee it. You're like, what kind of deal is that? No, but there's a, but there's like a male, like breadwinner. It's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, it's a matter of like, you making money. Like yeah. as a man, you have to do it. And certain, again, more, I guess, conservative environments. Yes. Do you know what I mean? The way, the way you joke, you say about Russia, what expected from you. Yes. It's like you can't ditch it there. But imagine as a woman, my point is it's so bizarre. So as a woman, you take it up on yourself. What is it the for? Question, the question is, what are the values in the, in the society that you're living in? And yeah. then, I mean, and so, I mean, that's the main thing. And the values of society that we're living in is like your value is like, is determined by like how much money you can make and like your professional sort of like your professional career and then that's your that's who you are you know Mm -hmm. I'm like that's what I do I'm a professional I work in a corporation you know I do these things and like I'm willing to sort of put off my like life plans you know and 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 then you know like I want to have a family I want to have all these but then you put a shit off until the very point but that's but that's the values is the value in is in America is like the first question people ask you when you meet them. What do you do? What do you do? No, second, first name, then what do you oh, do? Oh, what's your name? Oh, what do you do? So like the it's question like is, it's like, so, so you are defined by your job. Yeah. Which is in a very, you know, it's I, it's not like that in in, a lot, in, in many cultures. As but I it's understand, also yeah. rather new. Actually, yeah. No, also back in the day, not only even now, it's not like that yeah. in all the cultures, but even back in the day, you sort of... You don't ask that question because you can understand what sort of a person is by just talking to them. Yes. What do they talk about? How they talk? Yeah. What's their language like? How they hold themselves? Do you really There's need a, yeah. to see what their job is? Is it what gonna define no, no, everything? Because it's, it's actually this, it's important. It's like your status in society. It's like what do you do? It's like 
if you, what what do you do? It is like it is who you are. Most, yeah, it's who but, you but, are. But the funny thing, the whole idea ties into self actualization. Yes, as the highest thing, and self actualization can be looked at from different perspective. And it, I still don't think it's like a bad idea. I'm yeah. not for some like rigid rules that you pushed yeah. in from like early age and you can't step out, or some religious yeah. communities that tell you what to do. I, I don't think I would fit in there. So it's not like I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know, decry like say how bad this freedom that I definitely some version of it ha do have how yeah. bad that is but self-actualization here is so weirdly perverse and yeah. actually narrowly limited but literally your employment and usually has to be a somewhat like lucrative corporate sector there's something really bizarre about no, it no it's I mean it's just it's the values of the society I don't know it's, it's yeah. how it goes you know it's like the, I mean I, I don't think like it's just the values of the society it's like you are you, you are defined by your job. Um, Either a man it's, or a woman at this point, yeah, right? It's both, both, yeah. But for, you know, and, but, you know, it's like, and then, and then what's fucked up is again, it's, there's a, there's an innate, um, you know, and to bring back to our, you know, sort of topic about procreation in the society, it's like there's an innate, um, um, not discrimination, but there's an innate imbalance uh, yeah. between like, you know, what, what men experience, you know, and what women experience. And, the, you know, the fact that men don't have really uh, the end of the runway to their reproductive capacity. I mean, you can you can be fertile like way, in, basically until you die. You can definitely have kids in your 70s. I don't know about 80s, 70s for sure. I know I mean, Maybe cases. they'll have to like, I don't know if your, your organs are actually functional, but if they can like, you know, just like syringe out, you know, maybe, the, yeah. the sperm out of your, you know, out of your shriveled little testicles, you know, when you're like 90, maybe, maybe. Well, like, I don't know about the that. Sperm, you know, it's like, it's like you have to like, I don't know it's like shock that. the sperm with some, with some like, you know, with some electricity. So it like uh, comes alive. But for women, there is a runway. Yeah, and, and again, I think there's no shame in talking about it. You, you basically were brought up in San Francisco, which is yes. like a real clock, I would say, of this kind of culture for sure. So you feel kind of almost uncomfortable. But when I really like, again, as if they, they live glasses, put it on, I cannot see it. Yeah. So the truth of it, and probably women in some kind of power, powerful corporate positions, who knows, they might not even understand it. It's not necessarily cynical because they also were brought up by this culture. Of course, no, but don't they see that the, the truth of this matter is that, yeah, women actually don't necessarily need, um, what do you call it, some kind of affirmative action for jobs. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be helped or looked down upon or somehow like again yeah. incentivized to become um, to, to to be helped to become programmer or mathematicians if they want. I think they can clearly do it. Yes, obviously. Because you know there's like a weird like element of like more women in science, more women. I don't know. That's like doesn't matter. Yeah, you can probably culturally uh, open up more. I don't know. I feel like you can pursue whatever you want. But the truth is, and that's covered up here, that there's this aspect specifically procreational that can that is not equal. Yes. And the only way to equalize it, if you like supposedly yes. for, you like a, what, it, what they call themselves progressive, right? Yes. Those people. The only way to equalize it is through societal measures yes. and almost, uh, what's the word? They're scared of the word redistribute. You have to redistribute wealth. Okay. Yeah. You need a, a, a massive um, social program that will, uh, you know, basically provide support in, in, in all sorts of ways for women so they can, so they don't feel like they have to put off their, that they can have children whenever they feel like it, if they feel like it, right? And like you support them. And then, and that's not talked about, you know, there's like raising the minimum wage, all this stuff. There's no, that's there's, what, there's no conversation saying. about this No conversation about that. And again, there's and no this, even discussion about that. I feel like a Christian, uh, some sort of like patriarchal culture. Yeah. I understand why it's not there. Yeah. But if you're like supposedly, because they on paper, they're like super liberal for any identity, for women, yeah. uh, any 
any sexual preference and then this doesn't exist yeah then it's bullshit it's basically all a lie it's just like words because no, it's totally anti-women yeah it's yeah. super aggressive yeah yeah all I the totally other understand words and all the other indicators mean nothing yeah no, I know. You know? I mean, there's, yeah, there's like a, again, and it, to, it's papering over the differences between, bi these biological differences between women and women, and by papering over them, it's actually anti-women. I'm kind of rep repeating myself here, but, but no, but it's interesting, like, look, because I, I think that, like, I don't know, like having a, you know, you're having, you know, you're pregnant, we're having a kid in like a couple of weeks, as, as a man about to be a father watching this, you know, process to, you know, like, take, take you over and like, and thinking about this stuff, it's, it's, I mean, it does, it's radicalizes me a little bit because it forces me to think about it. Again, the, yeah, like the hypocrisy of the society and the, how, uh, how abusive it is to, to women um, and how um, it, it like, it totally denies them the freedom to have children whenever they feel like it and, and not, and, and without the, the feeling like they need to, you know, worry about how are they going to pay for childcare? How, how are they going to be able to go to work? Or take some time off. Yeah, how are they going to be able to like spend some months with their child after after giving birth so they don't like be forced immediately into the back into the labor pool because they need to make money? Like it's totally, um, re it's totally anti-women. It's totally abusing them. And what it's, and then it's pushing their, like if they want to have children, it's pushing them way to the fringes of their fertility, right? What I don't like, even, even Christian fundamentalists are more honest about their, yeah. um, about their, I don't know, goals or belief yeah, system. Yeah, they just want, like, want the man on top and it's like <laughs> no, you have the... Like, no abortions, you're having children. Yeah. But this was, <laughs> there's so much lies while also paddling this like liberation, liber liberation freedom, yeah, liberation, yeah. freedom. Yeah. Okay, freedom to do what? <laughs> mean, meanwhile, yeah, and you're like putting, again, it's like this yeah. really like cybernetic, uh, you know, cyborg kind of... Uh, again like this super industrialized machinery that the, the, through which you can have children only you know when you're finally ready to them now you have to go into this super capitalistic super profit driven industry of you know of fer the fertility industry and you can potentially do it alone but then you still need to make enough money to do it alone no no but it's, but it's like exactly but you once you've like worked up your way to like you know to finally you're ready you have the stability financial stability and the professional stability mm -hmm. and the position to actually have children you're like forced into this kind of other kind of hellhole for sure uh, of, of stress of, of, of again like and, and you're, you're basically denying humanity you know you're denying a woman's humanity it's fucked up it's really it's, it, I mean I don't know I don't know how more people aren't freaking like you know, it's angry really about weird. this no stuff it's really weird no one talks about it yeah. uh, since we kind of or at least I used to cover movies definitely Citizen Ruth like such a great kind of American the very few American movies yeah. that go in there and Alexander Payne kind of great I think it's his uh, That's amazing first movie. real feature imagine wait so election was afterwards yes incredible Citizen Ruth before. Is, it's such a, it's actually in a it way it really goes there yeah like <laughs> no no it's like and it's like it's hates on the it's, it's against the liberals and it's against the evangelicals yeah and kind of looks at the hypocrisy of both and the weird like politics of it all that actually doesn't care about the women who are like just pregnant yeah <laughs> and like i don't know in the life that they might bring because it's all about like yeah whatever the their, the careers of the, these people are yes. built for themselves yeah as, or as, ideological as, fights that they have but also like careers the evangelical guy you know the sort of pedophile evangelical preacher guy who's like you know using it to bolster his you know uh, fame and fortune because so, he's yeah. making money off of this and has a private jet and, and, then, there, like and then there's boys massaging him yes and then there's <laughs> the and there's the sort of the liberal feminist sort of also rock star who also is like flies in on a helicopter you know mm -hmm. to rescue this poor woman who was being abused by these evangelicals so they're both like jet-setting you cynical um you know like, yeah just people who just like don't really care about the women they only care about 
themselves. And don't really even care about the child. That is, evangelicals only care about the child before it comes out of exactly. the womb. And then it can be like, whatever, poor, deprived, doesn't matter. And so, so that they had, they tried to, like, I think they wanted to change this image a little bit. You know, it's funny, and the liberals don't care, they don't care what the baby as it's inside, and they don't care about the baby as it's outside. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, great movie. I mean... Citizen Ruth is an incredible Citizen film. Ruth, yeah. She's so great in it. Laura Dern. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing there. Okay, before <laughs> before we sign off, so um, I'm, I mean, it's not a secret. I, we're on Medi-Cal. Yeah. And uh, I mean, rightly <laughs> rightly so. Super successful. If you, want us to get off med- if, you, if you want us to not be on welfare, please subscribe. <laughs> please yeah. subscribe. Yeah. We're not on welfare. We're on Medi-Cal. Yeah, Medi-Cal, yeah. We don't, no one pays us. We don't have any checks. I just, we just have basically free healthcare. And when I just got pregnant, I was a bit scared. What the hell does it mean? Because I, I didn't know I mean, whatever, it, it's good to have, but I didn't know how good the services are. What the hell does it mean? Where, where would I end up with this kind of medical insurance? And then, first of all, it turned out that, um, what is it, over, did you say 55 or something like that, yeah. percent of babies in California? I think, it's, I think it might be even close to 60%. Yeah, uh, babies in California are born on Medi-Cal. Yeah. So it, I'm actually in the majority. Well, it's basically, but poverty. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not unique. Like, oh, we're super well, poor. talking about, like, California is this really wealthy state. Is a, It's like majority of the mothers in this state are extremely poor <laughs> definitely yeah so and uh so that's that that's the reality so and we kind of obviously by like financial brackets wise uh, yeah, we have, we've been in some dire straits lately yeah, yeah so fit into this reality but anyway uh but uh, what is interesting about it it's actually kind of hard to navigate yeah so the first screening um, conversation that I had to endure for something crazy, maybe like hour and a half of it was like um, the intake. pregnancy intake. When when yeah. someone on medical or even uninsured gets pregnant, by the way, uh, even if you are uh, un- what do you refer to them undocumented immigrant or something like that, you have uh, you're not American, you're not insured. But as a pregnant woman, yeah. I think you automatically will give, kicks you, in. Yeah, medical, they can automatically put you on medical, which is yeah. a great system. I didn't know it even existed. Yeah, but it does. And so, but the intake, the kind of I think it's called screening that y- you have to answer over the phone many many questions, maybe like over hundred and very detailed before you even yeah. go into fully in the system or or. Can and choose or try to choose a provider and that type of screening was so bizarre uh so some of the questions uh do you like reading do you read often do you read but prefer not to or can't you read at all basically am i illiterate yeah uh then obviously whatever do i have cash aid am i enrolled in cal learning do do i uh have um a learning disability or depression am i diabetic do i have kidney infection high blood pressure do i feel safe at home do i have access to heat do i have a fridge do i have enough food uh, am i do i worry that my food will run out and i can't afford to buy more soon do i have hot water electricity or access to an oven uh, is my home safe for me and my baby? When was it painted last? Is it before 1979? That's con- connected it's to, of lead, to lead. Yeah. Uh, then uh, that's an interesting one. I really had to like answer all of them. Uh, do I exchange sex for drugs or food? Interesting. Am I forced it's to very exchange? Specific. Yeah. Very specific questions that you got. No, I mean, they I want mean, to help. The, the, the questions point to the fact that how poor a lot of people in this in this extremely rich state are you know like i mean uh up the street from us you know are like multi-million dollar mansions you know like like just insane and and yet the majority of the people who give birth in california like 
this is how they're profiling because they're in extreme poverty. Yeah, yeah. and I think they really want, want women to be at least when on their phone, probably an, answer honestly. And, of and, course. And, and I think if you answer yes to certain questions, they will... Um, we'll hook you up with other programs. Hook, yeah, they yeah. hook you up even to the food program. So I, ultimately, it's great that it's in course, there. Yeah. But I was so... I was. I mean, I, I've been honest, I was surprised with all of these questions, especially about this whole exchange of sex uh, no, for no. drugs or I mean, and I guess in, in theory that they, they like that if you if, if you're doing you know, it, they, they try to maybe put you in some kind of home for 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 battered women. I mean, I'm sure it gets to that to the yeah, battered it, stuff. Yeah, it, it's best to the battered stuff. That's what I would say. Does your partner uh, has your partner ever abused you? Does he? I, I, don't, I actually forgot. I think they're not very PC. They don't say she. They yeah. assume that your partner is a man. By the yeah. way, medical. Yeah, and they say, did he kick, uh, slapped, or choked you ever? Yeah. They were very specific things you're supposed to respond. This was a verbal, right? This, this was is an, verbal. In, in, in interview yeah in interview uh that um it also somehow takes forever because i don't know i guess they write it down and there are multiple forms they they have to fill out which is thanks it's, it's great that they they do it i was shocked but i was because you're not look you're like you're look you're you're in this i mean you know most likely this will be like the last year that we're in uh, uh, in this program because because but like you're just you know because but because of our circumstances we have to be on medi-cal um and like you're just you know you're like oh yeah I'm gonna find my you know OBGYN that I can like enroll and you know you're like a, you're like a month pregnant you just found out and you're like calling and suddenly you're like are you you know basically living on the street trading oh they did a- they did ask that by the way yeah do you even are you have trading a home? sex for drugs you know and like in a list of these questions I mean it, it I, I can imagine it's shocking it's, it's like because this is just the, but I think this is look you know I mean look the, the the sad reality you know everyone says that America is such a wealthy country such a wealthy country it's like it's has a lot of resources. I mean, in the same way that Russia is an extremely wealthy country. Um, a lot it, of resources. A lot oil. of wealth there, but it's concentrated in, you know, concentrated, you know, in an extremely small part of the population, just like in America. I mean, the fact that like, the fact that the majority of kids are born on Medi-Cal and like that these are the questions that they have to be asked, you know, their mothers, but mothers, I mean, it shows to you the how fucking bad things are here. I mean, they really are really bad. And by the way, there are definitely not implications, but it's the first one of the first thing they ask. Uh, speaking of like this family units, they expect you not to be married. Yeah. They like they ask about this things, the partners, do you have a partner? What's your situation? Are you yeah. like a single? And so they, they kind of assume you're not and then and then if you are they will ask what kind of abusive partner you have yeah. it's kind of interesting so first assume that wow, you're so not so think that you're like single mother yeah, immediately yeah first they assume you're a single mother it's, it, it was implied then if you have a partner they assume he's an abusive asshole who yeah. probably even pimps you out they were weird I forgot they were weird like pimp related question you say no then they assume that you both wow. are so poor that you don't have a, a fridge or a heat yeah. potentially this is like I mean this is in California it, we're like in Los Angeles yeah <laughs> so I mean not that I'm assuming anything but like this no, is kind of normal right like I mean, that seems like a normal intake there's yeah. very normal questions yeah so anyway I was I was legitimately shocked it's, it's fucked up yeah yeah so so I mean I mean can you imagine what things would be like here if like if that didn't exist if like there was no medical I mean it would actually be there would be you know basically uh, home births like with no medical attention there'd be like I mean there'd be like just like it'd be carnage it'd be actual yeah. fucking carnage here I mean medical is weird because it's like you know just for general I mean uh, uh, my experiences with it is med- uh, medical is like it's great if you a have an emergency because all the hospital stuff is just preventive free. care is not that great uh, preventive care is just atrocious it, it doesn't uh, exist almost non-existent yeah because 
you can't get an. Uh, I was trying to schedule an appointment with with a, with a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist, you know, it's like almost a, impossible. I mean, I couldn't actually. Uh, I called like a dozen places. Um, you know, within like in the, there's actually very few that actually take medical. Um, and you know, it was like not even just in in LA, but like in Glendale, actually in the Valley, and like all the every single response was, "We're not taking new patients. We're not taking new patients. We're not taking new patients." So it's like, so they're just there's you know the network that they just it's non-existent basically, or it's extremely tiny. So Medi-Cal is like great. I mean, the yeah the the the, the fact that they cover pregnancy is incredible, and like any kind of emergency that puts you into the hospital, you're covered. But like all the other stuff is very, yeah, not very good at all. I mean, it's, yeah. so. So there's something in place. But, but anyway, so I, I'm on some level, I'm proud that we're like actually part of the majority of Californians. Yes. It's not a minority of, you know, how people say, oh, like some kind of minority draining the resources of the working yeah. people. I don't know what kind of working people majority is on Medi-Cal here. Yeah. So, no, because even if you so, work, so, you're still going to yeah, be Yeah, you might work, but you just yeah. clearly we're part of the people. <laughs> yeah, so that's, and that's, I don't know, that's almost like a badge of honor. Get evicted on Medi-Cal, it's just, yeah, fucking a nice, a nice, uh, uh, the oh, pandemic. Evicted with a, on Medi-Cal. It's a nice, it's a nice year, yeah. Anyway, so subscribe to, to get us off Medi-Cal. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, thank God we're not hiding. We have like family support yeah. for, to some degree. But I mean, if not that, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not faking me being on Medi-Cal here. No, this no, it's like, like, I mean, a, look, it's just, this it's, is reality. we're not like, yeah, we're, we're not, not like fudging anything. We're not scamming the system here. I mean. yeah. So I think. I mean, it's an interesting episode. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. I think, uh, I expect to hear more about our child, I think, you know. <laughs> if you like this content, yes. hit, yeah. hit the like button. <laughs> so we would provide more content like that. Oh, by the way, um, I feel like I want to recommend it even though I went only through a few chapters. I um, In the local um, bookstore, by accident, I found the one copy of a book that was published in 1960. This book called Eternal Eve, The Mysteries of Birth and the Customs that Surround It. It's by Harvey Graham. But if you just type Eternal Eve, you'll find it. Uh, I think you can sort of find it online. And it's a, a really interesting book that, um, I mean, okay, written by a man, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Again. Uh, and that's just generally the history of... Um, Re- reproduction. Repro- reproduction. I think it's... Yeah, he has, I think, uh, earlier book is, uh, still called that from like 1950 that is way more professional and, um, and more about like uh, li- literally the medical... Ups- I can't even pronounce the word obstetrics or something uh-huh. like that. And then this one I'm, I'm recommending from 1960 is more about the yeah, culture of procreation from ancient Greece till mid-20th century. About an osteosiology, about the midwives, how man came into the profession, yeah. which made me think about Cronenberg and yeah. all that, how they even got access to even observe the birth. Yeah. It seems like um, you definitely see that, yes, before this kind of modern medicine, if the child was positioned um, not in a correct way, which is head down, head down the chances are... You're dead. <laughs> that's it, you're dead. Wow. And yeah. if it's positioned correctly, you actually, obviously there were no drugs or anything. You can even, some women in many cultures for a long time labored almost on their own yeah. and it's not a big deal and you can do it. Yeah. So, the, so it seemed like the most important thing back then was the positioning. And sure, it's not like the majority of women who have that, but I, I heard of women like that. So uh, yeah. who, who had like the wrong position of the baby. Yeah. Now they don't die. But anyway, so once you start reading about this in ancient Greece and how things were run, you're like, whoa, there's no, how the hell it got so 
rosy. Yeah. So I think it's like knowing the kind of back to the. Just you mean the like you mean like just like the the the, the yeah the baby the, stuff. How it's all. Oh my gosh, bundle of joy! Oh, oh, let me buy you a pink little outfit. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> You're like, well, you're like, yeah, it's a bundle of joy. I'm like sleeping, you know, there's like a weird force inside me that's like kicking. It's like, and you can like see the heel. You can see the heel imprint in my stomach. And then because of some something maybe like, cause their, her head is like jamming your nerves or something in the, in, around your pelvis. It's like, you're getting these like basically electroshock, like, you know, seizures <laughs> in, totally, in your leg. Yeah. And you're like fucking jolted out of sleep and like writhing in pain. <laughs> And like unable, and your whole like your whole leg is like cramped. It's like it's like it's as if it's like a you electroshock. Know, yeah, it's like you're being yeah. ele- you're being electrocuted, and it's like, and it's just like that. And then after all that, if their positioning is wrong, I'm yeah. talking about back in the day. They're cut you open. Dead. Or no, that back in the day, but then you're uh, being yeah, cut then open. When yeah. they learn to cut open, frequently still dead because still, infection. You're being, you're being cut open. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're still dead because you're being infected. No, I even I, I even read an interesting thing where it actually said that like uh, when. Men got into the profession. Mm-hmm. I was reading this article. I can't remember. I think it, may, it might have been on Slate. There was a there was a history of of the professionalization of the the profession of midwives, essentially. Yeah. Right? And so, in Europe, and like uh, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe it's like the 18th century or something like that, or 19th even mm-hmm. 19th century. You know, men started getting into it, and they started coming out with all sorts of tools. It's like oh, the Cronenberg, yeah. you know, the sort of the dead ringer men stuff. Men love the tools, yeah. And then, like you know, the and they love operating. They love cutting stuff because it's like you know important. Like actually, the and, and only wealthy wealthier women could afford their services, right? Because it, you know peasants who were basically you know they had their midwives, traditional ones that Which wouldn't are cut. Old women, yeah. We don't cut, you know. They don't because like, they don't they're not, they're not surgeons. And so actually, for a period of time until um, they were able to like disinfect things and get like antibiotics, basically rich women, wealthy Die. women, died more uh, more often uh, at a higher rate than than poor women because of. The professionalization of the industry that makes sense a tri- professionalization eventually led to certain discoveries of and course, i think it's yeah. man who discovered anesthesiology like there were good things about it no, yeah no it's yeah. Not, we're not against the there's an interesting thing about it right which is like which is something that you're freaked out about and i can totally understand i mean there, there's obviously like, like kind of fad and or just like this push to to do everything natural and be like it's a nice process it's all beauty no, they you're also a goddess say, no they know? also yeah you're a goddess you're a goddess and it's like well yeah i'm a goddess who can be murdered by my own child you know <laughs> yeah but like okay but that's but it's like, but what's interesting is like, okay, yeah, it's kind of going towards the more natural. Everyone has a doula now and all this stuff. Because it, it, it's trying to go away from the crazy, like treating you as a, as, as diseased and as, as and sick. And you're not diseased. Yeah. So like the idea that you're like, you're pregnant means that you got a disorder. It's fucking weird. Because yeah. it's, I mean, in some cases it might be true. But again, just to reiterate what I learned through the in the book and it was so simply put if the position of yes, the baby that's the main thing. <laughs> born, is correct yeah most likely most likely you can kind of do it in the more yeah. whatever this holistic natural goddess kind of yeah. way most likely yeah. if you're like healthy yeah and something but something still can come up but you're saying but like but until fairly recently you know because it was like men are doing this and they're treating the woman as essentially this kind of thing that like she she, she needs to be like basically put out you know like first of all they would tie uh, and definitely richer women would use those because it's not cool to have a grandma midwife yes they would immediately go to new professional yes. men new obstetricians yeah and they I think they tied them to the beds <laughs> it's and, an exorcism and sometimes they would knock them out with uh, I forgot weird chlorophyll. like drugs chlorophyll uh, maybe chlorophyll and, and then uh, only in 18th, only in the 18th century there was like the nitrous what's the nitrous laughing oxide. gas but that's only 18th century it's actually pretty late so basically no, so no, they no, treated but, you as like then, some kind of passive vessel yeah, but then what they do they don't always cut you open no that's like 
I, I guess one of the options. But but what's interesting they would do, it's very anti-midwife. I think midwives would be surprised. So they'd tie you down, give you something, well, which is good, I guess, against pain. And then they go, might, they go inside your womb and take the baby out by the forceps sort of type of thing, which sometimes is successful. But what a weird thing. There is like, there's a little like, exorcism. They're like, okay, this lady <laughs> needs help. The denial that this is actually the most natural thing we can possibly imagine. Com- yeah. yeah, completely. So that would that would, would happen. And, and just a, a little snippet of a book. So in ancient Greece, though, so it was like uh, something like 400 BC, uh, you know, they're considered, even by our standards, in terms of ancient societies, pretty advanced the yeah. way they would run things. Even Democracy. If <laughs> with slaves. The way they ran things, which honestly makes sense, I mean, especially pre-anesthesiology, pre-this yeah. modern science stuff, uh, the only uh, people who were dealing with uh, childbirth, like midwives, were um, old women of uh, post-menopausal age who bore their own children. They had to be mothers. And then obviously they're they different. They had experience. And they had to be of a non-procreative age. I don't know why they have to be That's pretty weird. kind of like grandmother like, type of thing. I wonder if it's like they think they're actually like, I don't know, I wonder why they're not pro-procation. I don't know, because frequently, actually they're young doulas. Yeah. You can be like 25 doulas. Like, how do you, what the hell do you know? Yeah. You want the old woman, I think. I'd be more comfortable with an older woman, I think. I mean, if I was a woman. Anyway, so that's how they <laughs> ran things. And I think men were not even allowed in those quarters. Which is like yeah. that's that's how it was. But now you have all the like your partner and your significant other out there with a the video camera being like, Yeah, woo <laughs> <laughs> Totally, right? In, in, in that mainstream book, guy is such a scammer, like a, he's a basically best um it's like a best selling author. author. He has multiple books and he went to the army, isn't yeah, he? He's like a marine. But he's some kind of like daddy businessman. He's got like yeah, his whole thing is like I'm a daddy, I'm just a regular da- I'm a regular dad. Regular dad and like I know regular dad that have a tough it's com- complicated so like let me write so, to you this no, but my favorite one there was that your partner is in your birth room yes he covers that too because it's like common I guess he was there there's a whole chapter about how she's the oh. center of attention <laughs> no that's my favorite one yeah, she's the center of attention I mean the woman is giving birth yes no, then uh, don't feel bad about no it no one yeah. l- looks at you and you kind of like disregard it you might, yeah, you might, might ignored, feel like yeah. you might feel ignored yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> I think it gives you like point by point sort of instruction how to deal with the pain of being not the center of attention. It's fucking nuts. What the hell is wrong she, with you? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of the room. I yeah. don't know. You feel bad that you're not like the main person there? Yeah, it's I pretty mean, it's funny. It's fucking weird. So there are books out there. And that's by America for you. Very popular books. Yeah. I can't believe people buy them. Apparently, unless, yeah. Anyway, cool. So anyway, more content like that might come soon, might not. We're Depends. Gonna, uh, we'll, we'll think about it, right? We'll try not to overwhelm you with the cute baby pictures. <laughs> no pictures. We'll only... Are you going to put a little, like, you know, they put a smiley face? Am so I gonna, not to... Am I going to, like, are we going to protect her face from yeah. Zuckerberg? Yeah, basically. From the, uh, from like the liberal pedophiles that are you know um, isn't what everyone's doing first of all a baby face is kind of weird because like they don't they won't look anything like they will be will in the future I, I don't know, know. I, but I, they don't they don't give consent it's also very stupid because I'll tell you I'll, t- I'll tell you this like you're taking pictures with your phone right I mean here's my I'm gonna put on my like you know as the author of Surveillance Valley you know the, mil- the history of the military origins of the internet you know like <laughs> I, I can tell you that like when you fucking take a picture Using Goes to iCloud. Your, yeah, with your phone, you know, it gets uploaded into the iCloud. It gets facial recognition immediately. Mm-hmm. You can actually go, you know, and the same thing is with Google, you know, where you're doing it on an Android phone. So it's like, 
okay, maybe Zuckerberg doesn't have it, but then, okay, oh, but, but, uh, but what's his name? Uh, Tim Cook has it, you know? Uh, Sergey Brin has it. I think the state can have access yeah, to it they, if they want. And to, so it's like right? I mean, you, you have to be pretty, pretty weird, pretty they weird, don't. <laughs> not to think that like uh, you know, yeah, these guys are totally separate from the U.S. government. I mean, I don't know what the hell you're afraid of. Like, what the U.S. government has a picture of your baby? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't. What's know. it gonna do? You know? Anyway, don't make fun of people. I see it a lot, like a little flower instead of the face. No, I know that, but it's like because they're not consenting to being. So yeah, but they didn't consent to being born either. Yeah, the whole point is it's like yeah, babies do not consent to being fucking procreated. Like, you know, they're not like sitting out there being like, oh, I wish I'm in like the fucking cloud up there. I was like, I wish my mom. By the way, you once said uh, something like, what if, if like our daughter blaming parents for everything and saying like, I didn't ask to be born. Yeah. Well, the answer, to, there's a good answer though to this. Yeah. There's a way out. Yeah, there's a way out. That's true. So I think you have to look at the, the kind of like, you don't like it, there's a way out. It's true. That's how I think of it. No, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's always so a way out. All I'm just saying is, like, the child didn't consent to having their pictures uploaded to Zuckerberg's, you know, personal website. It's like, well, the, the child didn't consent to being born into this horrible world that's fucking dying, you know? Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, but anyway, I think we covered everything I wanted. One thing I didn't go too deep into, not to sound like crazy, is the whole, like, path phenomena. And uh, I kind of wanted to quickly talk about Ulbeck, machines uh, yeah. made of loving. No, like, because, like, the path replacement, I think it's not just the lack of finances that leads to that. Yes. There's, like, a weird power dynamic that is oh. there. It's super interesting. It's a child that you have full control over. You know, once the child, you can't give back to the shelter you took it from you Although can't if you're a rich if you're a rich person and you and you uh, like uh, if you're someone like um a rich person who adopted a child, you can give them back. Mia Farrow like did Mia that. Farrow. She did a number of times from what I, I, mean, from what I know. Yeah, but generally, okay, forget about the rich uh, <laughs> Hollywood women. Generally, you can't, yeah. like once you have it. And it's also the only new creature in your yeah. family and then, and that it, is supposed to outlive you. No, and also it's like I'm, my brother has two, two kids and it's like at some point, you know, he was like saying like, at some point it's weird. It's like there, there, there comes an age where you, you have like authority <laughs> like because they're small yeah. you have authority and they like like even if they don't agree with you they kind of listen to you and like you can kind of like you can kind of like fake it fake your authority you know and making them do things and then at some point it's just like suddenly it evaporates what age probably in their like when they get into their teen early, teens. Te early teens i mean like maybe it differs depending on the child but like yeah. for him it's like yeah, early teens, and then suddenly it's like no matter what you say no matter like what you, you know it's like first of all they talk back and like they don't they don't buy your bullshit anymore and you have you have no control like you can you can you can still force them into it because you're the parent, but like you yeah, don't have like the legal guardian. You don't have like the the, the psychological control unless you're this crazy person. Unless some you're an abusive. Do. Unless you're an no, abusive. Some parents do yeah, have unless you're an abusive control. fucking horrible horrible person who breaks their will completely. But yeah, like, which but, is but, not right. But if you're like just you know trying to be somewhat of a light touch parent that isn't like about controlling your and children and you never lose control over a corgi or chihuahua no never you, you can you you can be very abusive you can tug at their no no you tug at their things yeah. so like they're yeah they're like um because that's something we'll get into that later because i i think it's it's a whole different conversation we're gonna like tease it like the, you're gonna think like what the fuck are they even talking about but like we'll get to it because I, I can at some point i'll tie it together because that's one of my interests and uh, <laughs> i feel like philip kadig was thinking about certain things similar there's like a certain intellect i i don't find it silly or stupid no. so uh, at some point we'll the pet, the pet phenomenon yeah, the, the yeah. pet phenomenon i think we can come back to it and there's a there's a clearly a pet phenomenon in america where people 
need like it's such an atomized society people are so lonely yeah people have so little control over their own lives that uh, that they have uh, that they have these little things that are also avatars yes there's like a mix of crazy like you avatars baby replacement and some kind of like bdsm weird coping animal like basically like they can snuggle with when you're alone and and, and miserable nervous yeah nervous and also like uh, an animal yeah total like bdsm like uh it's just snm total domination like people have no control over their own lives yet they have this little little tiny animal that they are their entire they're you're the god you're their god you know you feed you're the them. sun and the moon yes you're everything to them and they and you, yeah. you basically terrorize them into into loving you and and, and you, they usually do they love you but not always not always and that's and you can see it in the relationships <laughs> okay we're signing off this is our relationship episode <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do another one sometime soon we promise all right all good right night. bye